welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. And you can count on me, because I'm the Dark Avenger. <laughs> hey, LaToya. And this week we are joined by special guest, Carly Lane. What's up, Carly? Hi. Hey, so <laughs> we want to get right into this, to be honest. We're all chomping in a bit. We were already kind of talking a little bit pre-show. We watched one of the craziest unexpectedly crazy episodes we've ever seen for this podcast john doe uh season one episode 19 shock to the system (laughs) and i mean i don't know how many people maybe listening have seen john doe it was kind of a big deal when it premiered i think because it was like one of those like um event television attempts by Mm -hmm. fox in the late 2000s i think or mid 2000s it it was early 2000s it was 2002 2003 around prison break obviously it was near prison break i think it was before actually it was was way before because prison break was i want to say 2005 2006 this was like tiny dominic purcell too yes he was yeah he he had had hair uh all that stuff which he was still like i mean he's not that he necessarily balding but he shaved it went like vin diesel at some point during the, the 2000s but so this was like i think this was kind of like when they kind of were like next on or next week on fox the world premiere of john doe 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 and then they would followed show, by like, a brand new fast lane yeah. <laughs> always in the fast lane this way but well, like <laughs> i would guarantee you that this was like back right before back fast lane. yeah and so Matter skin and they would just show like all these shots of him naked terminator style like waking up and, oh like, yeah they would always show the scene where everyone's asking him the questions like that fucking pin uh what was it a golf ball question oh you mean like the google talk commercial because that's basically yeah. what that was that that scene where like they're asking about the golf ball like the original scene that was in every single one of the commercials oh. i'm like Shh. I guess Unbearable. I'll watch this damn show. So we'll, we'll get to the plot of that later on, but essentially, I mean, I said right off the bat, we can go through mostly scene by scene for this because there's just so much to talk about, but it, it starts off going beat by beat down every basic plot point that's been embedded into the show, and I'm like, that's yeah. always a great sign because like that, you need to know all these things. Because Fox was very much about like high concept, but I wouldn't say it's even in the, like, the ha-ha high concept of... Um, a, uh, like NBC's high concept where it's just nonsense. It's right. like these are kind of a lot of these shows around this time, are like uh, cult classics. You would say too, even if they're not particularly great. But it's like you clearly had a good idea, and then Fox wants to like Jerry Bruckheimer every single show at the time. This is very Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. I agree with that completely. Like it has a very. Like, I think they were trying to go for what Lost ended up being almost. Obviously, it's not Lost because it's not Lost. It's not, like, about an island and all that stuff. But, like, you could tell... It was almost like they were trying to be HBO or something. Like, there was a lot of... Like, even in the credits, I'll, we'll get to later, but there was, like, basically nudity. Like, he's jumping into the water and you yeah. can see his whole ass. Like, it was Fox. <laughs> well, like, yeah. that's weird. A lot right? of... There's a lot of naked man shots. <laughs> yeah! A lot of the shows at the time, because, I, I, like I said, I, I was watching these at the time. Oh, yes, you, you were. <laughs> they would always have, like, there were so many parental discretions advised, like, right before mm-hmm. an episode of, sh- like, television on Fox. On I wouldn't even doubt if they, like, u- they used the actual, like, HBO intro kind of thing, where it was, like, a fuzzy screen. They were, like, parental <laughs> discretion. Because that's basically right. what they were going and for. You were discretion advised. Yeah, Even if yeah. It, it was supposed to be a good show, like, you'd always have, because the, the Fox promos at that time, and you even probably remember this from when we were watching Skin, like, just like the glamour shots they basically have, it's like an all new skin or whatever, and like it would show them like in blue tint or whatever. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly, like in yeah. some like just abandoned warehouse and like They did that on like WB which, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it's so kind of I kind of missed that just like a brand identity for networks in general. But that was yeah. that was very much what they were selling, even if the show itself wasn't that Jerry Bruckheimer thing. They yeah, would, like, I would say that into the box. This this show is the epitome of like Fox in the two thousands because it was basically trying to sell mystery, crime, sex. and sex. Yes, that's like and maybe fast cars, maybe because I mean that was oh, they, God, they the came up in a lot car. of. But that's kind of part of sex, I would imagine. But like. They were kind of across the board selling just like that. Like, that was what every one of their shows involved, is either mystery, crime, or sex. Or all three. And this one had all three <laughs> in this episode, at least. But, um, so, like, they start off just, like, basically, like, steamrolling through all of the plot points. Because you, you, like, you need to know that premise. And it's like, it wasn't, it was more back in the day kind of uncommon to have that, and this is the plot, I guess. Because mm-hmm. like, and we, we always go back we that to a lot ca- nowadays. We go back to Castle a lot because it's just the most. It's very rare nowadays, I think, to have a full-on, long introduction that's repetitive like that, where mm-hmm. it's Castle, 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 Beckett, 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 <laughs> ruggedly handsing or ruggedly good looking, whatever. <laughs> like that's the the very very standard intro because maybe if you drop in to ten or twenty episodes into a season, you'd be like, why is he a writer to working for the police department? Nowadays, they probably don't even need it. I don't even know if they keep that. They I, mean, I don't know do. who is like watching Castle now and needs to know this. But regardless, I mean, it's kind of like a charming little like pin for I think I think older people who are probably confused mm-hmm. maybe. But like it's it's charming. This has felt more like I mean it had that same vibe where it was clearly every episode they did this. But they were also, like, similar to Castle. Instead of just having a narration over some, like, shots, they were just using clips from the show where he told everybody about these specific things, and it comes across as so cheesy. It felt very sci-fi, almost, where it was, like... It's I guess it, technically it is a sci-fi show, but like if yeah. you were watching those commercials for that, you knew that going in. I don't know oh, why yeah. you because it's all about the mystery of like who is John Doe. So if you're going into the show, you that's not going to help you at all. You're going and especially this anything. episode, they like handhold you through every one of his random like powers or whatever. So and this you didn't is really even need to know that. Of twenty-one. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, I guess that's just them trying to get people in by the end. I, who even knows? But can but you it was imagine just... like having if you had watched the whole show at this point and they're still <laughs> showing you everything? That must you woke be up so, and be so frustrated to Seattle. Yes, they were in Seattle, not yeah. Vancouver. Not oh, yes, Vancouver. not Vancouver. So let's just go down. I'll, I'll tell her, I mean, obviously, I don't, like I just said, we don't really need to know this up front because you, later on in the episode, they go through each of these. But it did actually come in handy because then when he loses all these abilities one by one, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, Which I have I a guess lot of questions why. about specific oh, things he loses. Oh, believe me, so do I. So, but it starts off with he woke up naked on an island in Seattle. Oh, yeah. I don't. I still don't remember how he gets the clothes. He just he's shown walking around with clothes on suddenly, but like on a dock pier situation. I think there's and, like uh, a thing where they show he gets rescued mm-hmm. by like naked. A, a sh- like the ship comes by with like I don't know. It looked like Chinese guys like pull him ashore <laughs> like on the. And so they have clothes on on hand that, that will fit, fit Dominic Purcell. <laughs> I mean, he's not, not as wide as he is now at this point. So yeah, he's but he's body. so tall and huge. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like. Barreling. I don't know. Is this he's where like we say that he's looking. bargain brand David Boreanaz at this point in his career? He is bargain brand David Boreanaz. <laughs> right and right then, down to the wardrobe and hair. Yeah, and he's trying, he's really trying to be, well, Vin Diesel doesn't exist yet, but he's trying to be that. <laughs> that that <laughs> vacuum is already there. I guess even The Rock. This is kind of around The Rock, too. He, he didn't start acting really yet, but... He was still a pretty huge deal on. I don't know. Were the Fast and the Furious movies on? Like, I think I feel like they were just starting. Yeah, around this time, like early two thousands. And that that goes to show you, like, with the Jerry Bruckheimer of it all, because 
Yeah, Fastlane would, would have been around this time, too. Like, that's 2003, I believe. So, yeah, there's been yeah, a Fast and, Fast and Furious. Yeah, was 2001. So it was just, just after this. So they knew that that kind of a that personality sold. would do well. And it was, I mean, it fit with Fox's general. I mean, Fox, if they had their, their, their uh, say in things, they probably would have put Fast and the Furious on as a TV show every Sunday. Like, that's, like, exactly what they were trying to go for. But and it, it's ironic that now it's become such a, a better franchise for for what's mm-hmm. happened because I think it's it's straight away from this kind of thing and, it's and basically Ocean's Eleven. They didn't get the at the message because even in the first Fast and Furious that the theme and message was basically about family and La, La people Familia. the people <laughs> who were like trying to sell that in their shows or just people who wrote off the movie in general they didn't get that message they just got right. the fast cars and hot women message that's what they saw. Pretty much. And that's, I mean, that's, don't get me wrong, that's still very present in every other Fast and the Furious movie, but it, it's, I think it's come off a little bit less gross as it does in yeah, Fox only, in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, the only movie in the franchise that doesn't, like, have that strong theme is, like, Too Fast, Too Furious, and that's just, like, a, a basic misunderstanding of, you know, what made the franchise, like, actually work. And right. like, to, like, last to seven movies at this point. So. so there's a reason why, like, a lot of media that used to be similar to what we were watching, John Doe, has strayed away from it. Because this didn't work at all. It was just too macho and weird and, like, I don't know. It just came across as very, very, like, at any point, if he had, like, pumped his chest, like, literally, like, banged on his chest and yelled at someone, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Like, this feels like that the, kind of a character. That was the natural progression of what was happening in this. Yeah, and, and like, so he, so he wakes up, like, naked. That's already very, 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 ma- I mean, not masculine, I would say, but, like, it's a very aggressive thing to wake up naked alone on an island. It's Terminator. That's yeah. obviously where they're pulling that from, too. Because uh, dudes like Terminator. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And he sees only in black and white, and he has this which, random miscellaneous brand on his chest that which, he doesn't understand yeah. about which, where it The from. brand on the chest, like, it makes me think aliens, like a Kyle XY situation, but he has a belly button, I assume. But, like, <laughs> seeing in black and white, especially as someone who's watched lots of TV, that, like, my mind immediately goes to Assassin, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they ever, like, go to that well or ever think, hey, maybe he's, like, a killing machine. Like it's no a point. Jason Bourne type thing. Yeah, because yeah. also around this time, there's Alias, the first season, and uh, in that first mm. season, she meets up with the assassin who killed her fiancé, and he specifically, he sees in black and white. That, that's probably where my mind would have gone to at this point, too. Yeah. And so so it starts off, too, after all that happens, the whole episode starts off separate from that. That's why it feels so absolutely fact, tacked on. widescreen. Oh, God. Also and- hammered. <laughs> And John uh, John Doe, which no one even notices the fact. I mean, I guess that must be a whole runner. Maybe I'll rename myself so I'm not like sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah, sticks with John Doe. Like at this point, he's still John Doe. Like at the end of the almost the end of the first season, that he's still Mister Doe. If he gets paychecks from like the cops (laughs) or from the bar, he definitely (laughs) signs them John Doe. So that's too much. That's committing too hard. Or like social security, or. Anything. Like, he open a right? bank account or anything. Like he's making money apparently, yeah. which yeah. he I guess loses all of it in this episode. But how then... do you own a car title? Like there are things in this episode that that posit that he must have an identity at this point. He's friends with the cops. They're he's gonna got, like, yell at social you security like... number. Like how is he? <laughs> he's, number one. he's not on the map at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they don't really ever. Maybe that's like an episode that we missed or something. But it's <laughs> I intriguing. doubt it is. I really <laughs> it's very doubt it intriguing. is. But he's now working very, like, very comfortably at a, at a piano bar, and it's it's 
It's so frustrating that, to watch this because well, he's not what's a frustrating bad piano to me, player, but he's not. What's, frust- what's frustrating to me is the fact that this piano bar is apparently in the red light district, and I was so confused by that at first because I'm like, wait, well, we'll get into it, obviously. Uh, right. The hooker and her John. I'm like, are they going to the same bar as right. where he's working? But I'm like, wait, no. And then later it's like, no, they definitely were because that bar is right there where all the shit's happening. Like, yeah. This is supposed to be it's... a classy bar in the worst part of town. <laughs> oh, it is. I mean, it, and also it's Seattle, so I guess everything's on the docks in Seattle in their mind. <laughs> but, but like, this is apparently, it is just... like, this is Skid Row. It is Skid Row meets, like, it's basically, when they're walking outside with all the fog, it's, like, every, like, every fifth scene in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Like, that's the vibe that, that they're going for. I mean, obviously, it's not Seattle, but it's really ominous. But there's, like, college kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're just yeah, chilling. what was that? Well, Parker Abrams is there, right? <laughs> or is that him? It looked like what? Parker, Parker Abrams. Abrams was not here. I would, you would know. If Are Parker you sure? I, I thought that was him. Who did you think was Parker Abrams? Is your face blindness getting that bad? <laughs> the dude who asked him a question in the bar. I swore that was him. That was not him. Oh, uh, he was like a well. Then a knockoff. Uh, dear Brianna also had a knockoff <laughs> Parker Abrams. So they were really going for it. Love it. But it it was it was terrible. He was he was playing piano in the bar. And everyone um, is just sort of sitting around pop quizzing him. Yeah. The worst questions I've ever heard Which, by of the someone way, who knows this everything. Is like basically a pre-Google world, like, on your phone. So how do you even know if he's right? I don't know. You can't, it doesn't make any do sense. Do you actually know the answer? Because I doubt they ever know the answer when they're oh, asking they these do. questions. Oh, they do. That stupid chick who asked him about whether or not... Who wrote, Camus wrote uh, yeah. something. And I'm that's like, how oh it my confirmed God. to me that this was shot in Vancouver because that chick has been like an extra in like <laughs> every show. She like tried to seduce Clark Kent in an episode of Smallville. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So he, so he's like basically just playing, like not even playing the piano well, just kind of like banging on keys. <laughs> like, like they would allow this. Like what kind of a bar? <laughs> just, I mean, honestly, if he's there to answer questions, just have him sit up front with a mic. Like you don't need to put him on a piano. It just feels very unnecessary. But he's a man who can play you. instruments, Maura. Yeah. Oh God. Poor Dominic Purcell. He's just trying his don't hardest. Don't feel bad for him at this good. point. He can't he's even fake play good. well. No, that's what I mean, yeah. He's just kind of, like, hitting random keys, and I guess it's matching up with the ADR music. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are asking him, like, uh, who wrote... They, she quotes some, like, long, terrible it was Camus, philosophy yeah. kind of she, thing. That goth like, chick was the worst. Camus. That goth like, chick. The questions they're asking, too, are so terrible. Hers like, was, like, about death. <laughs> it's, like, all this... But honestly, ask him what's the, what's the meaning of life. Like, what... Like, yeah. Ask him, like, legit questions How fast is lightning? Off. Like, those are all answerable questions. And, like, even the people that ask them, like, they're like, oh, you, you got stumped by this uh, philosophy question about, like, psychology or something? I'm gonna ask you another tough philosophy question. It's like, well, like, switch it up. Like, if he, if he knows all, all about one subject, why aren't you asking him who, like, the producer for the Little Miss Piggy show was in the 90s or something. Also, I don't know. Like, later, it means, like, later in the episode, uh, it proves that you could ask, like, personal questions. You could just ask, what did I eat for lunch? You could have, he could, he could have been asked that. It would have stumped him. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, like, real questions. And like we were saying before, ask, like, what color is this banana? <laughs> like, I don't know, because I'm colorblind. And then everyone would be like, oh, I don't know if they would be, like, offended or they'd be like, got them. But, like, you get that whole tip jar, so I wouldn't give a shit. But like, also, that's a huge amount of tips. But also the thing that ages this show is the fact that he's a celebrity because of the, of the newspaper. This is before Prince is dead, you guys. <laughs> oh, God. But also, like... They're all tipping him, like, I guess, like, obscenely amount, because it's just, it's stock full. I guess but, it's like, all dollars, but they're yeah, all Yeah, but, like, doing it for a while, yeah. But, but also, like, why are you tipping someone for knowing a lot? Like, he, <laughs> like, that's not, like, I mean, it's not like it's, like, I mean, I don't know. To me, like, that seems a very unnecessary thing to do, is tip someone who knows that much, because I'd assume they're making tons of money on the stock market. By the way, he's making a ton of money in the stock market. We'll get so there. Uh, it's, it's like, why does he need this extra bar money from these poor college kids? Because they're impressed he knows how fast lightning he, is. Like, it was stupid. As a, as a protagonist, he sucks because he does the one thing you're always told not to do when you have, like, superpowers, basically. And he uses it for personal gain. He uses every oh, bit of his abilities for personal gain. He, if anything, this episode shows you that everything good in his life came from his abilities. Yeah, he's... He's like an entitled privileged prick, honestly. Yeah, and he's like, Ugh, he's like, I don't like me. It's like because you're not you, you're your power. Go Everything cry you in do your is huge because loft, of you ass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? He 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 like starts crying. He like punches a mirror and then oh, starts crying. Oh good lord, like, the mirror don't scene. Even, don't even get me started later. Like <laughs> he's like drunk. His man oh the, the the emotional <laughs> drunk oh intensity scene. So like oh, so hard. God, I just so, want to okay. know, but like. I just want to go back first to the scene where, they, at the beginning, where they show the John like going into like picking a hooker and then going into the bar, yeah. because there's a shot where the one of the hookers is like turned face away from the camera and she opens her jacket like to make you think that maybe she's like got nothing on underneath and then she turns around and she's like fully clothed like it was oh, such God. a fake out. I was like, I that is the, that was, was like, that is the, that is the most, there was the most clothes I've ever seen on a stripper on TV, like in my entire life. They were well, like it, some it's... futuristic space strippers too. That's what like what they were wearing. I'm like, wow, is this some chic fashion? And in it was the river so. Sticks? I mean, maybe I don't know that much about hookers. So sorry, guys. <laughs> but like the way he walked up to the one hooker and they just like casually started walking like they'd been walking together the whole Guess time. Guess we're going to felt, this bar together. It felt so awkward. Like you, she didn't even say a word. She just started like in step with him. Like it was very. Cre- I mean, I guess that's partly because he was. They were. You know, they they had the they had spent the time and the energy on ADRing John's piano music over all of this. But, <laughs> but they go like, to a bar. Like, it, it was weird. They didn't say like, "Hey, lady," or something. Yeah. So he buy you a drink. He brings her towards the bar, and then later on, I guess after they've hooked up or something, it's hard to tell. I guess, but he gets his throat slit, and uh, I think his throat slit. Well, he gets stabbed. He gets. Yeah, his. I think his throat slit. He, get, he leaves without the prostitute, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he, I thought Which, he'd done his business. Did he just business. leave her at the bar after oh, he had a drink and, and no sex? I thought, yeah, you know, you're right. Because I thought he was kind of like, they went to the bar and then they went somewhere else and he was leaving her apartment no, or he something. he left the bar alone and then he that's when he gets attacked in the Way street. Way to strike out with, with a prostitute. With a prostitute. Like, how, how do you even, maybe he was broke or something? I don't know. So, so she, so yeah, she ditches him, I guess, this, and then he gets... This dude in a cloak... Split. Like slits, and then we're saying like when we're saying hooded figure, dude in a cloak. It's literally like a dude in a cloak. Like you can't see his face. It's a so Dungeons ominous. and Dragons master wizard. And 
<laughs> yes. And so he so he is um, followed and then killed by that guy. And then completely separate from Which, that. I was going to say, honestly, again, not to spoil more of the episode, but like my immediate like reaction is like, oh, Jack the Ripper. That was where oh, I went. Oh, God. See, I didn't even go there. No, I, I didn't either. I, I didn't, my brain didn't even get to that because it was the hooded thing. It was just like in awe of how dumb the cops were, especially smart guy dad. Smart guy dad, Smart guy dad, yes. Oh my god, what are you doing in this? Oh, I but love so, him. You're too so, good for this show. Honestly. He was not too good for this show while in this show, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's he was awful. True. But, um, so the, the hooded figure, like, runs away after that. Um, and then when there's a scene where, after the whole piano bar question and answer session, uh, oh John, John's the night gets cut short because there's a very intense storm. Like, I've never heard of a bar closing down because of lightning and thunder. Like, that seems a little bit much. Especially not in Seattle. No, exactly. That must be common. And so there he's like, whoops, uh, uh good night, guys. And then, well, I guess you could say he was closing up because it was the end of the night, but it felt like it was immediately after. It didn't seem like thunder. it was so late that, yeah. yeah. And so everyone kind of scatters, and he alone, somehow alone, even though he's, like, best friends with everybody in Seattle, he goes home <laughs> alone. And he's running across I'm sorry. a random bridge. I'm sorry, but how is John Doe not, like, getting laid every single night? Well, he must be, right? Or no, is he not? I think, like, it's he's oddly asexual, which is insane yeah. to me. Because I guess he well, has Kyle his, XY situation. his flirtation with Lady Cop. But, like, no, he's definitely... If this guy is living as, like, decadently as he's living, he's having sex with a different woman every night. Right! And honestly... Like, to me, if I was John Doe, I would be, <laughs> I'd be nervous I was an alien. So that'd be the, like, it's a Clark Kent situation where, why am I this perfect at things? And why am I, like, this huge ripped dude? Like, these are questions he must have in his head. So, like, that's the only thing I can think of, but I don't think they ever address it on the show. It's not like, you know, is there an ethical, like, you know, interspeciality kind of, like, thing where he... Gen- like he has a mark on it. He does seem a little alien. Like it's a little bizarre that he just shows up naked. Like Terminator was a robot, but he was still a time traveler. So it's like there's usually like some other reason why your your memory. Because also, is this existing in a world where Terminator doesn't exist? I don't know what exists in this world. Because <laughs> that should be the first thing everyone says is like, "Oh, you're the dude who's basically the Terminator plus like a bunch of you know, uh, seen it knowledge or whatever." I don't know, but like Honestly, it's weird if. Uh, Prison Break hadn't been a hit. I could totally see Dominic Purcell playing Crow Marty in Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's the basic vibe they were going for. It's just Terminator plus Trivial Pursuit, and so like, so he is running across a bridge, and the bridge is struck by lightning. Yeah, he starts running because lightning starts. He hears chasing the yeah. Him. He hears the thunder, and then he's like, "Oh shit!" And then all of a sudden, it is the most lightning strikes in a I've single area that. It- it basically bounces around like a basketball over top of him. <laughs> it's but like, like toying with Also, nothing like making your protagonist look completely like weak and weird and vulnerable. Like having him run from a lightning storm across a bridge full of metal. Like he looks like, oh, and he like goes skittering across the bridge. I'm like, he's this huge. I mean, he's not as big as he is now, as later on as Prison Break, but he's still like a pretty huge dude. Like, why is he. Like, running like that, like, I mean, it seems to me like his masculinity would not necessarily be like, I'm gonna, like, literally, like, sprint across a bridge. He really is, like a child. And uh, (laughs) I feel like, I guess this is the best time to note this. Um, This show's entire, like, season, 2002, 2003, 
Uh, it debuted the same time as Smallville. So Smallville was also in its first season at this oh, time. Smallville's wow. 12th episode is the episode where Clark is struck by lightning and he loses his powers to Sean Ashmore's character. So this Good is like way. this is essentially the same episode of television. This one just aired like months after Smallville one. And like the just the stark difference in quality between the two shows is staggering. Do you think that like the the uh, writers of the show saw that episode because it was a big deal at the time, so I'd imagine yeah. they probably saw it. And like, that, and it was on Fox, right? Or no, WB. Yeah, Never that, mind. and that was episode of Smallville. Even season one is like one that holds up very well still. Right, and season one of Smallville was a big fucking deal. Yeah. It was like the return of Superman at TV. So like, I can imagine them seeing that and like literally like pondering eating a gun. Like that would be like this is like our show's done at that point. It must have already basically been canceled, right? Like yeah, because this, this was episode like was nineteen terrible. of twenty one. But the fact that they even like aired all the episodes is actually kind of amazing. Because usually yeah. they would just not. <laughs> It's crazy. And honest, like honestly, if I had to watch a show that's successfully doing what I was trying to doing that well mm-hmm. with a teenager instead of like a grown man, yeah. like I probably would feel like an ass. I mean, he's super Yeah, because as many but, problems as know. I have with Smallville and Smallville's Clark Kent at times, like that whole episode, you have him being the exact opposite of the kind of character John Doe is. Because Clark Kent is obviously, you know, humble, simple kid who... He loses his abilities, and yeah, like, John Joe, he's excited for it for a while, but he realizes, essentially, like, that it's his responsibility, he needs, like, to have these to help people. John Joe was just upset that he lost his car and his money. That is the yeah. episode of television. Honestly, yeah. It, well, he's an adult. It's not... Clark is young enough, there's some innocence there, so when he loses it, he sees, like... Like, this was a, a higher power. John Doe has already abused that power so far into his life that he's just like, well... If I don't have this, I have nothing. So that's not the same thing as, you know, wanting to help people. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it partly is maybe there's not as many supervillains in this show. So maybe he didn't feel as motivated. But it certainly felt like an absolute like cop-out. See, it makes just... me wonder, too. Like, even just looking at Smallville, like, when Clark first starts getting all his weird abilities. And, like, he right. he's almost kind of afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas it makes me wonder, like when John Doe started realizing that he was able to do all this stuff, like, his his response was totally different. Yeah. Like, his he was like, I'm just like, gonna, I'm gonna play the stock market, yeah. whereas, like, Clark Kent saw a naked girl, and he was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Like, and honestly, if, if Clark Kent suddenly was able to play the stock market, which, LOL, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he was, like, he would try and save somebody's farm, or something. Like, that's right. what, yeah, that's he would use the money to help money. people. He would not, like, yeah. get this decadent uh, loft or any of the, or that car he would not or if he did there'd be some weird like you'd find out later on like the planets had aligned and it was a yeah it was like a, a red cri- weird. yeah when that when that stuff happened it was because of red kryptonite like that didn't... Or, or mercury's in retrograde or something <laughs> stupid like that like it would be just some big deal and then it would just everyone would feel like oh clark be... you're not acting yourself what are you doing but john doe does it and it's like that's just who he is yeah, it's just john doe because like even once he gets struck by lightning, so on that bridge he gets struck by lightning. He goes down like immediately onto the ground, and then immediately we go to the credits. So it's like we didn't even really get to see. I mean, obviously that's a huge act break because he just got struck by lightning, but you didn't even really see like, like what what was going on because I mean, obviously the guy gets killed before that. The prostitute, um, the, the the John, I mean, who was trying to hook up with the prostitute, gets killed, but like 
it just felt very abrupt suddenly for like the one whole scene just ends he goes running for no reason because up until that point it wasn't even raining it was just foggy it just becomes like a complete nightmare outside and then he just gets struck and potentially also killed I mean obviously he's not gonna get killed but you know it was weird yeah. and then it just cuts to these credits that are so slow which, and yeah, weird the, and arduous and, and more naked abrupt. yeah these opening more credits naked. which just like confirmed to me that John Doe was supposed to be like this hybrid David Boreanaz as an angel and Tom Welling and Clark, uh, as Clark Kent in Smallville because my my notes have that too. He has like a sheen on his face, yeah. like it's like someone rubbed oil and grit on his face <laughs> at all times. It's not a bad look. Make him look baby. It was cr- very soft. Tom Welling, yes, and then the greasy hair. But like it was the it was the two thousands. The product was still a big deal, so it's people so were product. literally like sticking their hair on end. And uh, that's what he was doing. It's, and the, the credits involve, like we said before, like his naked ass, him jumping into yes. water. <laughs> and, honestly, and I'm not gonna, it's I'm not against it, but you know, the way the music is, is like the most nondescript music possible. I can't even remember what the like the music. It felt like elevator music. It was like dun 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 dun. It's a lot of gray. It was the show so dark and gritty, but it's not. It's really it not. Felt, it sounded like it sounded like John Dad was playing the theme song on his piano. <laughs> like that is the cause it's like someone basically is like it's like someone doesn't want to get up in the morning and they wake up on a piano. So they're like, Ugh, and they're hitting all the random <laughs> keys and they just try and shake themselves awake. That's the sound of like the theme song for your show. Like you should try a little bit harder if it's just to be this intense. Like spend some money on scoring. This probably could have improved a lot by some decent scoring. Like sample audio that they never got around to replacing. Yeah, they're they're like, we'll point, just keep it in. There's it's like fine. some at one point in the episode. There's just like some terrible like 2002, 2003 song like playing in the mm. background. I'm like, well, this sounds right. I don't know what it is. Probably like <laughs> it's like bargain Our Lady Peace. That's like the whole show is just bargain yeah. something or another. Or it's like Our Lady Peace with a little touch of like like prodigy's later albums and like it was just not good like, this could have been helped by a lot of like a chemical brothers-esque kind of vibe I guarantee or something where it finger would be 11's good. one thing played on Ugh, the show at least one gross. point and if it didn't it's only or, because it was beforehand yeah, it's like, it, it was like i'm guaranteeing stained played played on this or finger wait, 11. Wait, wait, wait. Are we 100 percent sure that John Doe, the character John Doe, did not go on to help form Finger Eleven as the, <laughs> their, their pianist? Because that feels really right to me. Oh, God. But that's you're very right, because it has that very it sounds like okay, this is gonna be a weird sentiment, but it sounds like there are clocks playing in the background of most scenes. Like yes. that's the vibe it goes for. It sounds like things are dinging. I don't and even donging. know if there's anything playing in most scenes, but like I, I feel that sentiment too, honestly. Yeah, it just sounds like grandfather clocks. And that's like Finger Eleven's whole MO is just like grandfather clocks. Where it's just like even if it's not a real clock, it's the the sound and tone they're going for. If you've ever it's heard like Finger Eleven's a song Awake and Dreaming, that's basically the tone of the show's music. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then after the, Why that... Why do we that know term- so much about Finger Eleven? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, but, uh, so it starts after that, immediately into Mr. Doe, Are You Okay? Which, again, they're <laughs> Mr. calling him Mr. Doe. <laughs> it just is like... <laughs> Every time they would say Doe, I'm like, you guys are the worst people in the world. You're enabling this terribleness. And honestly, the more I think about it, too, like, what kind of stock uh, portfolio is allowed to be filed under John Doe? That feels highly suspect to the Me- SEC. Meanwhile, and poor would character be actor John it. Doe hates his life because of this show. <laughs> yes, I know, right? I, I kept thinking that, too. I'm like, has John Doe ever been on John Doe? But I looked it up, and he has not. But, uh, <laughs> so... Uh, so he, so he's asked if he's okay by the, the cops, his BFFs, the cops, and the medical examiner, and he's like, I won't go to the hospital. 
Which is no. just stupid. You're like a you just creature. got struck by lightning. Wait, is it daytime when he when they find him on the dock, or is it still nighttime? I can't. I think remember. it is daytime. <laughs> like the next day, he's awake. <laughs> what is wrong with Seattle, where this man is waking up overnight in the with red light district? They say it specifically <laughs> is the red light district, and it's really dangerous because like he could have died of he uh, could have been mugged exposure. <laughs> well, ex- mugged or killed or exposure for sure. It looks like it was kind of chilly. He's wearing a coat and it's on the water at night. It's got to be a little cold. Like there's things here the other time he was naked when that happened so like there are things here that do not really add up and it wasn't like last time where maybe you could claim he survived because of his weird abilities he doesn't realize that he's like super powerful or something this time we know he doesn't have abilities so he should have died on that deck but or died that's but so that's the thing he has no like special abilities as far as we know besides the brain thing like he doesn't have uh special fighting abilities he's not he's not really jason bourne so well, they cast the wrong person for this. Then, right? Because Dominic Purcell looks like he should, he should know be at least how to like fight. Jason Bourne. Right. That probably would or, make things a lot better. Yeah. But he's like, just like, I got brain powers. You would think if he knew everything, he would know at least know the moves, mm-hmm. like martial arts. Oh my god! Is Limitless well, know, the TV show Kung going Fu. to be John Doe? Oh my god! Oh my god! That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so so he he can't see well at this point he's you know can't really be bothered to go to the hospital but he he sees the well he doesn't see in the meantime his non-cop but the the cop buddies that are there are like the medical examiner person he must know because she seems to act like she knows him or something yeah and but it's just, it's just a weirdly acted scene yeah it's really poor she's, she's very aggressive to him i actually respected her for the yeah. fact that she's like you're a moron like you should be in a hospital what and he's like i don't want to be told that i'm like some anomaly again you, are. Like, you got struck by lightning though like that you. has nothing to do lightning with the anomaly you. you are an anomaly and beyond that though like it, even if you're like some all-powerful all-knowing person whatever you should at least be concerned, like, did I, like, my mic? You got burned, so you did get hurt, so you should at least get that scene or looked at. Like, I, what is this idiot? So he's just like, I'm fine, I don't need medical attention. And so he goes off to, he finds out in the meantime, the cop buddies, um, who are the mom from that Nanny McDead episode of Castle, and- <laughs> I can't believe um, that's where you went! She still guy. looks like a mom on this show. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, she... but they try to, like, set up that it's some kind of romantic thing, I think, between the two of them, and she looks like she could be his mother. Like, it's not... I don't know. I, and I, that was, like, yeah. the second episode of that show. Uh, honestly, looks the same age at all times, no matter how old she is. She's a uh, David E. Kelly regular, so she's mm. been, like, in all of those shows, but she she looks like a mom, but at the same time, she's, like, looked the same age for since like la law <laughs> yeah. right and i i i consider her from that show just because I, that's i've seen that episode the most whenever you rewatch castle it's the second episode you get to yeah. it or third maybe yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, very... it's, it's definitely in the first four i remember and that. it really sets the tone for the show i think it shows you how you know beckett you know talks to people and everything because she convinces um you know the chick from everwood to, to not kill everybody but so anyway that's the mom <laughs> from that that gets cheated on she's i mean a very distinctive she has a very distinctive face like her, she's like a very like like her teeth are, are are very pronounced or something. I don't know. So it's like I've seen her in a lot of stuff for sure. She's a character actress. She's very pretty, but it also does give across a very maternal vibe. And it's not to it's, say that she can't be a cop, but it but does feel kind of weird. But if they're doing a will they won't they relationship, it seems so bizarre. Yeah, that's for weird. sure. Because she looked so much older than him, and then I looked it up. I mean, 
the age difference between the actors, I think she's only like t- nine or ten years older than him, but she looked old enough to be his mother. Oh, for sure. He I was mean, baby she's. We're saying I this like Jane Brooke in... looks awful because no, she's very. No, she's like, beautiful. She's beautiful, and she just like always looks more mature. Anyway, I think she probably right. played. She's like, a mature old... woman, she always... and it would have tracked more to put her with John Marshall Jones, yeah, she, which she is the really, dad from Smart Guy. Part of it, I think, too, is like she has a terrible haircut in this. Oh, yeah. it's such a '90s hairdo. I was like, I that was the one thing I couldn't get over was the awful like flipped out it's, hair it's it was the beckett weird. hair from the early castle yes, yes, honestly it was yes. beckett level there was a lot of castle vibes for this it was except like all without the, the charm honestly yes exactly and it was kind of like it was all felt like a very spoofed case of a show that you would watch on something this all felt like a jokey situation compared to like what the hell other shows like you know it, it felt like the worst scenes that would get made fun of on a regular procedural yeah this especially the, the 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 stuff with the uh the hacker girl later on we'll get to like that was just insane like that was it felt like she was literally joke. just like fucking yahoo searching it was hard <laughs> we'll get to that oh god great but man. so they're wrapping up this dead body case that they found and uh he he intervened at some point but regardless of that uh he goes home well he he wants to help with this dead body case and they're just like it's already handled we're just worried about the who and the why and they tell him yeah, to go yeah, home or something and he's like and, spouting and off his... lightning jargon because you know he still knows things at this point yeah and so he goes home takes a nap and then wakes well, up wait before that I, I just need to address the fact that five people wrote this episode of television i saw that what? before too yeah. i saw that too i was gonna bring what, it up like, isn't that crazy like before i mean two of them are to... two of them are the creators and maybe yeah, they were you like, know just title it was like, one but... person and then two writing teams yeah I mean, I screenshotted it too because I was like, "No, that's on the, not how you on make the a one, TV show." On the one hand, I could see like, okay, that's probably like, I, I can see like this is they were trying to do that big high concept thing, so they had a lot of people doing stuff, but, that, but like it. it it felt very, very, very frazzled, and I think that would only confuse things when you have that many people yeah. working on it, an episode that really does not have much to do. Like, there's not, it's not like a very complicated episode. It's one thing if it's story by and then like teleplay by, yeah. but this was specifically written by, and it was five different people. You, even David E. Kelly, he writes all of his things and then he like just credits his uh, writers, but you, even David E. Kelly wouldn't be like David E. Kelly and blah, 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 blah. No, is like it'll give them credit because like, they have to legally. You don't do five people wrote this episode of television. See, I'm wondering if like some people wrote one part of the story, yep. and then other people came yep. up with like, so like two people came up with the he, John Doe gets electrocuted and loses his power, and then the two other people were like, well, let's bring in the whole Jack the Ripper's like <laughs> second storyline, and they just combined the two, which I think explains why it's like so. Disjointed. Just disjointed and like and, yeah, and it's it's awkward because it just feels like it took five people to come up with this. Like it's like it, you actually got further away from good plot. Like it, it was almost like they were just too they were trying to stuff too much into one episode. But even then, like you don't need, it, it, or maybe they rewrote some of it or something. Like it was yeah. so bad and they tried to rewrite it. But even if you take out the two creators as if they had the story by credits, that means you're still up with three people writing an episode, which for this episode does not seem necessary at all. Right. It seems yeah. absolutely overkill. But so like in going with that though, like it, 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 there's the whole first part is him like, you know, bragging about his abilities, then we have the, the John Doe getting killed he's by the, such the a prick. murderer. And it's he's it's such, clearly not even an intentional cuz he's not even really an over the top guy. He's not like flamboyant at all, but no. just everything about like the way he lives, it's just 
offensive. <laughs> well, he wakes up in his, like, gorgeous loft, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even... First of all, he just gets up and, like, walks into the room where his buddy, the bartender, um, is making him breakfast. He's like, thanks yeah. for taking me home yesterday after the, uh... Or, I guess, taking me home after this morning when I was waking up on a dock. And he was making him really sweet, like, making him breakfast and, like, poured him some orange juice. And John Doe's like, whoa, that's orange. And then, like, proceeds to have... Oh, my God. Proceeds he to have one of the... that much emotion to anything he says. Well, wait a goddamn minute. Because then he goes, I can see color. I can Which... see all this color. And then proceeds to do the craziest Which... my eyes By scene. the way, no... <laughs> No one addresses the fact that the way he's seeing color is still not the way any human being sees color. Yes, oh, no. He's yes, like seeing like, shit in, like, the third dimension. Like, he's wearing... It's, like, heavily filtered. Like, it's like, an Instagram it's filter. Popping it's popping off crank. the screen when he, he sees things. It's Crank. These are, like, they're shots yeah, this is from, crank. From, from Jason yeah. Statham's point of view in Crank. Like, he still doesn't have or a normal even, vision. Even yeah. more identity, too, I think, has stuff like this. Where it's just, it's very filtered and, like, heightened and weird looking. And... It's, it's not, like, like Britta Perry is stuff. the one doing the filtering on this. Oh, yeah. And so there's a scene when he's like, my eyes, they're blue, they're blue. And like, he rip, he pulls his hands and puts them to his face and like, it, it zooms in on his very blue filtered eyes. And like, he grips at his head like he's like losing his mind. Mm-hmm. It looks like a kind of joke, like gif you'd see on like Reddit or something. It seems like an absolute like... Like, I can't believe I'm watching someone do this. Like, it felt like the worst thing I've ever seen for this podcast. Like, that scene was insane. And because I, 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 I have I'll to keep comparing it just to better shows, like, his reaction is a terrible version of Angel's reaction when they first show up in Pylea and Angel doesn't burst into flames. And he's just so excited oh, he can yeah. see his, like, reflection and everything. It's mm-hmm. like that but really, really poorly acted. And that would have happened in 2001, so that was before that. It was also, like I said, the, the small episode where Clark is just so excited he doesn't have powers. He's playing basketball with kids now, and he's shitty because he's a white guy, but he's so excited <laughs> to just lose at basketball. And it's like, uh, yeah, the fact that, that I'm saying that Tom Welling and <laughs> David Boreanaz are far superior actors to Dominic Purcell that shows you what we're working with as we're watching this episode of television. Honestly. Right. That's the level that we're yeah. at right now. And this, and the, this is, again, and, Tom Welling's first season of Smallville. And it's and it really, like, it is one of the most laughably, it's it's like, it, lo- it feels like a sketch or something. Like, when he, he it's like his head's gonna explode. Like, it seems like a joke. <laughs> and it's like he's, oh! It's like shaking with the, the shock of there being blue. I'll leave a gif of it in the show notes. It is... Oh, staggeringly man. bad look. It is. It seems like the kind of reaction gif you could use when you're like, I'm, I'm losing my mind because he looks like a psycho, I'm and you're like, this is our protagonist. Like, I'm in like in awe of how like cheaply made this show is. Honestly, yeah, yeah. That, I felt that a lot. There's, a, I'll talk about. The, there's a 360 scene in the police station later on that was staggeringly terrible, like bad. But um, so see, so he's realizing he can see color. First of all, it confused me because he woke up in his bedroom full of color, didn't notice. No, only once he goes I out think to it, the kitchen. It starts to it, it starts to go away. It like starts while he's watching him pour the yeah. orange juice. Oh, okay. you see it flicker. He's like he's like seeing him in black and white, and then it's like it's like all of a sudden it picture flickers mm. <laughs> see the confusing thing here is that i i definitely agree with you guys that makes sense now because i definitely remember there being some black and white but in the show beginning intro he sees a little bit of color when he's looking at a photo so does he see color occasionally or what oh yeah because i saw him see the woman he like sees the woman on the, the picture boat, in and color she's in color 
I don't know. (laughs) See? Like, I thought, I thought, surprised by the orange juice being orange if he can see select things in color. He could see, like, maybe her only in color. Several Uh, things here, before we get to the next part, several things. So, one, that makes no sense. Um, (laughs) That makes, it doesn't track at all, because are we supposed to believe that he just suddenly sees color, or it's slowly been happening over the last, like, 20 minutes? Because I can't tell, because for all I knew, he was seeing things the same way he's always seen them, and then he's just talking about them as if he sees color. But then, like, another thing, how does he know what color orange is? Like, he's never seen color since he's come alive, or whatever. He doesn't know what orange is. He should say, what is I that? Guess, it's a different... Maybe, I guess Bartender <laughs> says he can see... I think he says he can see the color. But yeah, he does say it's orange because, yeah, Bartender's like, oh, it's orange juice. But... What? I, don't, I think he says it's orange yeah, because before he even he says it's orange He specifically does say juice. that because Bartender's like, well, yeah, it's orange juice. It's orange juice. Yeah. So, yeah, this show makes no sense. And, like, you can't even try and claim that it's because he's still, like, a genius who would just know, like, based on the texture and and whatever, it's orange juice. He's an idiot at this point, more or less. So, like, he should have lost his abilities, mostly, to understand, like, without knowing that it's orange juice, that it is orange juice. Like, so, So, it's making sense. As he gains his color color stuff, he's also, like, losing a lot of his abilities. But, like, the rate and also the specific abilities he loses is never consistent, really. No, he should not at be, all. And then, honestly, he says uh, pretty soon in this episode that he's like, now I'm just like everyone else. I'm average. Like, no, you're really be- like below average. You should, honestly should be a vegetable. <laughs> For real. And so he, so he, he walks in after all that. Like, I don't even know if he even eats the breakfast this guy took all this time to make, which is really rude. But, um, so he's he, like, really a bad to... friend to this Yeah, he, he basically runs out of the apartment. Like, I gotta go use my new power to see color. Like, you, you <laughs> have the ability, you have the ability to not see color and to know everything ever. Like, those are two impressive things. I mean, obviously you probably want to see color, but, like, not seeing color is still, like, intriguing. I mean, Some fi- people will be... I'm fine with being know. completely colorblind if I get all of the money and perks he does. Right? I don't know. So he's... But he's so psyched by color. He's, like, out... But it's, like, a terrible scene where it's just sort of, like... It's, like, the Mel Gibson scene when he finally hears women's thoughts and what women want. Where he's, like, <laughs> running up to people, like, staring at them, like, Oh, you're... And the female and dog. Goes, well, oh, my God. Yeah. And he goes into the, the police station. More podcasts like, to reference what women want. Yes, yes. And he, he, he walks up and he's like, your eyes, they're so vivid and green. And there's just this terrible scene where it's like him staring like a creep at her eyes. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I can see color. And it's just like, the oh colors, dude. Her eyes the aren't colors. even that green. They're not. They're just regular. But his just, eyes aren't even that blue. I couldn't tell they were blue until I saw him in no. like his creepy color thing. <laughs> creepy I thought they were dirt vision. brown. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I know that you're saying it. I actually, even though they tell you his eyes are blue, they zoom in on his eyes. He says my eyes are blue and vivid. Until right now, I actually kind of he vaguely has, like, thought sharp that they were eyes. blue. <laughs> They're like very dark, I guess. Yeah. It definitely wasn't a natural blue of the curves in nature when they show his eyes. Like that felt like a very like popped up filter. Even when they <laughs> showed hers. Yeah. yeah, he speaks like he has some fucking Ian Summerhalder eyes, which he does not. No, he does not. <laughs> no, please. He, we're speaking of Bradley Cooper and Limitless. Like, get your shit right. But so, like, he so he, he goes into the police station. At one point does say, like, they're all like, what are you doing here? You were struck by lightning, you crazy person. And he's like, oh, 
No big deal. Just a little shock to the system, which is the title of the episode. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I missed like, that. I was like, oh, puke everywhere. And it oh, just... also in this scene, he's like officially cosplaying Angel, by the way. Oh, yes. He's wearing this like leather black jacket. Black sweater. flipped up. Like, I swear to God, you're not even lying. If he showed up at the at the uh, the Wyndham Hotel or whatever, the hotel. The, what's it called? Oh, fuck, I can't oh Hyperion, he Hyperion. The, Hyperion Hotel. He would absolutely be called out like what are you are you like a angel impersonator <laughs> it felt or it feels like an episode of angel they missed where it was like angel hires a bodyguard for his new it's business like when, and they hire him it's and he's like, like you hire Cordelia, yourself angel it's like when cordelia <laughs> gave the the gruselug angel's clothing to have like yes <laughs> yes and so he's wandering around and like literally well we're not exaggerating like basically angel's trench coat or whatever it is is, is it a trench coat no, or he's, whatever he's just wearing like uh a... yeah, it's like a duster uh, yeah it's duster. a duster that's it's, leather, duster. it's longer than a regular leather jacket and and like his a v-neck i'm sure or something like a v-neck and then like uh his dark jeans and stuff and, so he, and also wait a minute so they, and when he first gets struck by lightning they're like and buy some rubber soles man and like He's wearing rubber soles, wasn't he? Yeah. They, All they, shoes they, have rubber soles. They, right? Did they think he was wearing his metal shoes? <laughs> like, I was pissed at that. They're so dumb. Like, this asshole's running across a dock in the middle of the night wearing cleats or something? Like, get the fuck out of here, wearing, like, smart guy dad. Boots. Like, this was, it made me furious. Because they're like, he literally, there's like a joke where he's like, Get yourself some rubber shoes, dumbass. And it's like, basically all shoes are rubber soled for this exact reason, dumbass. Like, I don't understand. I mean, like, the odds of finding a nun. when it comes to the shoes. Honestly. And, like, can you think of a, a shoe that's not rubber soled? I mean, they were usually going to be at least, like, a, a thin coating of rubber or something. Even, like, like, some heels and stuff. It was just a baffling joke to make because it's like... And also, the shoes he was putting a hand through, like, get some better shoes, those were clearly rubber, burnt rubber, but they were rubber. So I'm like, why are you even making that terrible joke? Because it felt like you got, guys, one of those five network, writers in that room. Network note. Keep it light, you guys. Keep oh, it light. Yeah. Keep it light. And one of those five guys in the room is probably like, oh, you know what he can make fun of? That burnt shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it just felt very, it felt... It felt completely mean, to be honest. And I guess that's what his character's supposed to be, is, like, the mean one. But it, like, you know, I mean, we've mentioned other other episodes, too. It's, like, a psych vibe where you've got the the girl cop is friendly with him and the guy cop is, like, competitive or angry about his stuff. Not but, even really, you know, honestly. He's just a jerk to him in certain, t- like, episodes, or certain scenes, but I guess. He's, he seems to be, yeah, they seem to be friends, too, honestly. So why are you being so mean to him about, like, I wish you be- got better shoes? Like, I don't know. It felt mean. I don't know. Well, smart guy dad is all over the place in this episode. We should start calling him smart dad. Because He's a smart kind of like... dad. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, so he, so he, they're there when they realize that the kidney is now missing from this, this John, mm-hmm. this, uh, the guy who tried to hook up with the hooker. <laughs> well, can't oh my gosh, the John part Doe. where he's like. The part where, like, blood, the blood, he's, like, he can't handle where he sees the red blood. Which, like, is, I, I felt that. I, that he almost passes part. out on the body. That, that was probably yeah, the which, best scene. That's also another episode. thing that's, like, why is no one going to the mind of assassin? Right. Honestly. If you're removing a kidney, you're you're not just a killer. You're, like, doing well, something. I'm crazy. saying, I thought like, it was, like, black market Specifically, harvest. like, because he obviously. Oh, he sees the blood. You're yeah, right. Yeah. That's what, again, would make me think maybe John Doe was, like, made for, like, killing people. So, of course, he's black and white, so he won't have to see the blood and feel bad. He sees butt, blood and feels bad. You know, 
he even says that. Like, I've never had to deal with the blood, so it's not as bad normally. Yeah. So it's like, they really go right to it. They, so you're what, right. What is their investigation with regards to finding out what John Doe's deal is? Oh, they came up on that a while like, ago, I'd imagine. Yeah, they're really shitty cops this whole episode, so they're yeah. useless. This whole show. But so, then we get this terrible scene after he's told to leave, because he's clearly, like, doesn't remember everything oh. anymore, because someone yeah, says something about, Yeah, he's clearly like, losing his femoral. knowledge, yeah. Someone says femoral, and, like, an idiot doesn't know what femoral is. So I'm like, really? I'm like, so this is, like... Oh, but I guess at this yeah. point, there's, there must have been even, cop shows like, and reta- medical shows yeah. to know what femoral is. But he doesn't even, like, right? retain anything, apparently, he ever knew, which is ridiculous. It felt very, very... Yeah, not retaining it was much, but femoral is not, like, a super... Yeah, I don't know. It's, Most it's, people would know. Thigh, you know, it's Arnold. It's that stuff. Yeah. So like, you know where it's located at least. Like he was just like femoral. What does that mean? It's like, well, you know, it's a medical term, yeah. you asshole. Uh, <laughs> you all of a sudden just become an idiot. Lady, like, lady cop, yeah. and then lady cop tells him maybe he should see a doctor. He's like, I don't need to see an MD. He says an MD. I'm like, yeah, an MD. What is wrong with you? Okay. So go go to a DO or something. Like if you want to be more specific, go like see a PAP, there are some pe- asshole, right? Like there are people you could go talk to who are MDs. Like MDs are just a very specific type of doctor. Go to a DDS. So like a weird, yeah, exactly. <laughs> DDS. Yeah, he'll check your teeth. Um, so OBGYN. <laughs> he should. That that's the scene I want is him going to an OBGYN. He's like, ugh, MDs. Am I right? But uh, <laughs> so. So he so he goes to drive home after he basically kick, he get, they kick him out of the room because he's like not useless, doing his job. Which is terrible. He's totally useless. He bitches about that you later. Think that somebody, yeah. Oh god. He's like, how dare you send me away for being incompetent? <laughs> it was the best impression I've ever. Looks <laughs> like that's exactly what he does. That is what he like, does. He's such a piece of shit. He is. But then, like, there's a terrible scene where he's driving home. Like, and his, where he's like, driving his penis car? <laughs> his penis car. But it's, like, it's a stick shift. Yeah. Why would... Stick shift is a, is not just based on memory. Stick shift is based on feeling. Mm-hmm. A lot of driving yeah. stick is feeling. Yeah. Is knowing when you need to switch gears. That's Why not just, so, like, your mind car thing. For that would be, like, muscle memory. If he can remember to, exactly. how, to, if he can remember how to drive, he can fucking remember how to use his stick shift. Okay, here's yeah. other things. If he if he was able to lose how to use stick shift, I mean, maybe he'd be bad at it, like to do it to be driving fast and stuff. But he'd still know the basics of how to go from first to second gear. So, are we to understand that when he gets struck by lightning and loses all his abilities, he forgets how to walk and like talk? Yeah, those are other basic like you know motor skills that involve you know sense of touch and all that. Kind of, like it felt very suspect that he was able to do some things and not everything like yeah it, they're picking and choosing what he was good at well, because was it was like, you know for his benefit of being like a sad sack basically yeah he was yelling at the car for not like running properly you idiot like, he was like why won't you just i work was... and then i was like but like it i don't understand like it's that's not the issue here like right it's, it's like you. trying to ride a bike it's like trying to ride a bike and then yelling at the bike for not like moving forward when you're not pedaling and other shows when they do stuff like this like we've mentioned angel and i think other shows have definitely even smallville like i forget there's other ones too that definitely have similar probably like buffy too i'm sure like there are episodes of things where people lose their powers or whatever yeah Yeah. and and it's it's crippling and then you get you get mad at other things because you're mad at yourself for being broken so you could claim right then when he's yelling and and berating the car he's berating himself but it never comes back like it never becomes like oh i shouldn't have been taller myself i'm still a good person at the end honestly i'm mostly angry in the scene is just about like again how big of a pretentious douche he is for even having this car 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, I guess that was, like, a scene from an earlier episode where it was just sort of, you know, I'm gonna go buy this car and be an asshole, but, you know, it, it felt very tacked on, like, oh, here's one other thing we can have him lose to make him feel bad about it. And then somehow the car becomes, like, the biggest deal. Like, after everything. Yeah. The car becomes, like, a huge factor. And when, there's, when a car that, that, that is that douchey becomes that big a factor, you know you have a, a really unlikable protagonist because there should be actual stakes to him. Like, like he can't, like, you know, be as, as kind to his neighbors or something because he doesn't know as much about psychology. I don't know. Something stupid like that would make more sense than, oh, now he can't deal with his car. And it's like, this is weird. It, yeah. felt, it felt very unlikable for him to be so obsessed with the car. Instead and then of, he has like, to sell it. Like, yeah. Yeah, he for sure. Loses the money. Well, that's the next scene. Is that the the well before he loses all the money, the broker comes over, person making personal stops to his apartment. Which I don't know what kind of broker is going to do that, but he shows up and he's like, "Cattle futures, man, am I right?" And he's kind of like like wanders around the loft, like yapping about cattle futures, and then leaves. Like there's no there's no point to that scene other than like introducing him. Is that guy even, like, a recurring regular or something? I think because they showed him they, in an earlier... Yeah, they show him, like, like in, in the previously, which is why I was like, wait, why is this even a thing? And then it's like, oh, yeah, they showed this. And I thought that was, like, maybe just, like, a case of the week type thing. But no, it's, it it's a part feels... of his terrible humanity of being an asshole. And it feels like, um, I'm, I'm not thinking of what I'm thinking, oh, this is so dumb, but again, I mean, I don't want to keep relating him in the castle, but I'll use this, because this is better than, there's obviously, like, some sci-fi equivalent that I'm not thinking of right now, where people have, like, a ton of money, actually, you know, it's another equivalent is, like, Vampire Diaries, where you don't really know where the, um, Salvatores get their money from, mm-hmm. you just know it exists. They're and the, same the goes- rare vampire who actually, like, saves their money, basically, because you yeah. always see, like, vampires who are like, oh, I'm so rich, but it's like. You're not saving any money. Like, Angel was super cheap and just, like, squatted in places. Yeah. Well, he just never, you know, tried to establish, like, a, mm-hmm. you know, an escrow or whatever. Yeah. So he, so he, or, like, legitimate, like, just get some fucking life insurance. You're going to outlive everybody, you know? <laughs> like, that's the easiest way to do it, to be honest. But, like, or or the equivalent will be, obviously, like, we're saying, like, people who don't do it right are, like, Angel. But even something like Castle, which we brought up before. Like, Castle's got a ton of money. You just don't always see about it mm-hmm. until it becomes a really big issue. So you just know he's got, like, this ambiguous wealth in the background. So it felt, like, very, like, oh, by the way... I'm going to make this huge, like, wealth thing, like, a main runner of this episode, where it feels like it's the sort of thing that should go in the background. Like, his wealth should not factor into every other episode. Um, like, that yeah. feels weird. Yeah. Well, the whole thing, too, is he, the broker was there, like, asking him if he wanted like, to stay doing something, but because he didn't remember anything, he basically just told him, like, keep on doing what you're doing, I guess, which is why he mm-hmm. ended up losing all the money, because, like, the stock yeah. plummeted or something, the- but... Yeah, it was. It seemed like a very, pretty pointless scene. Just and general. honestly, if you're a broker, he should know already whether or not he's going to want to pull those futures because that's the kind of conversation you have the minute you buy them. Yeah. You don't just like decide to randomly sell them at one point. I honestly have two points to bring up. It's ridiculous that a show with this premise, it shouldn't be like a, a, a main factor that your character is so materialistic, especially mm. when he knows nothing about who he is. He should honestly kind of live or die by trying to figure out who he is, not just yeah. by all of his material possessions, which is insane. Second of all, I'm not sure that what he and a stockbroker were, were doing in the first place wasn't like wholly illegal. It's basically, yeah. it's in a way kind of insider trading, it seems like. It seems yeah. very shady. It seems yeah. very shady. 
And he even says later on, not to jump ahead, although it didn't really matter because eventually yeah, it'll this, come back anyway. He says thing. that he had he has all of his other clients jump in on the same cattle futures. We're all sitting here talking about cattle futures, but he has all of his other clients do the same thing John Doe is doing. So that's definitely insider training because he told them all a good stock tip and then had them yeah. all do it. I mean, that's a broker's job partly to, to give you advice, but he's getting that advice from someone who clearly knows it from some weird higher power situation. I don't even know what's going yeah. on with that. There so was like a, it, yeah. felt, it felt it felt very suspicious, to be honest. Yeah, yeah well, like it's in the very preview, shady. Was, yeah, yeah. In the preview, yeah, for sure. That's why I thought in the preview it was like a case of the week type thing that you just never thought about ever. Yeah, it felt like he was going to get his comeuppance and then it, it, it went away, right? Yeah, I thought like it was just maybe somebody was helping. I didn't think it was someone who was specifically had to do with him. Because that's mm. the episode that you'd imagine it would be, is that he does that, he gets the money, then something bad goes wrong because he did that, and then he stopped doing that. Like that's yeah, normal kind of case of the week wrong. situation, or or it just it comes back to bite him like it did this episode. Who knows? But it's like, like if he used like his brain to figure out statistics for like winning the lottery. Exactly, which he could probably do. Yeah, and he did it the one time, and then he just realized, oops, and then gives away all the money. He's like, no, I'm not doing that again. Like that's yeah. basically the vibe that you get from it. It which... would be a growing experience if he if, and make him more likable if he realize that he shouldn't be using his power, you know, to make money, to profit. You're absolutely right, though, because when I saw that in the preview, it did feel like something that had already been closed up. Like, maybe he already had that money, but he stopped doing that, because that's obviously a scummy thing to do. It's clearly wrong. Because he's, even when he's saying it in that that preview, he's like, yeah, we'll do this and get the mark. Like, he's even saying it like a really, like, you know, first act kind of thing, where it's like, oh, I am this guy, like, I'm gonna have all these great ideas, Mm -hmm. and then you get your, your shit in because you, you do all these things impulsively and it comes back to bite you. But instead, apparently worked out great. Uh, we didn't see that episode, but yeah. like, he's just now living the life trading stocks in his spare time, which is I insane. I feel like everyone's like already upset with all of our comparisons to Smallville and Angel, but it's like Angel <laughs> has that exact episode in season three in Provider where Angel's like so addicted with to money because he wants to like provide for Connor, for baby Connor, and then right. he, it, it comes back to bite them all in the ass and he realizes it's a terrible way to live and and to keep comparing it to other shows too <laughs> like uh, that we've already done you could say it actually feels like a very early edition type vibe where mm-hmm. he could easily abuse his powers of of I mean, in the episode we watched for our show when he he knows a woman's gonna win the lottery he could just walk up to that woman he takes her money in that episode he could just take the ticket yeah and walk away and win all that money in a lottery because he knows she won and that's the kind of vibe that you're getting here is that this guy doesn't give a shit how he's getting the money. It's just yeah. what matters is he's getting a paycheck. And he's like only working with the cops just for, for thrills. It doesn't, seem, it doesn't seem like he cares about helping people at all. No. And he and- loses all the money and stuff and there's, it doesn't really seem like it's like, I mean, he, he has to sell his car, but it's like, it seems like that's the only thing that's, you know. Well, him losing no... the money feels more like, oh, that's well, what Rob, breaks like, it, it's like a slap it on the it. wrist. Exactly. At, like, oh, darn. What breaks him is losing his money and the fact that Jane Brooke doesn't want to use him when he's incompetent. <laughs> Which oh is like, God. you need to reevaluate your priorities if those are your number two. Because, like, uh, when we're saying this makes him dumb, it's not like he's, like, you know, missing a, a word, a, he doesn't know what ephemeral means. Okay, fine. 
we get the next scene after that cattle future scene is him coming into the bar and saying, you know, there's seven types of marshmallows in Lucky Charms. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> they, like, basically, like, took his feet out from under him. Like, he is now basically a walking, yeah. talking child. Although, he like, couldn't tell in, from the shapes. In that, I don't yeah, know, right? same, <laughs> yeah, Part Starge Horseshoes, Clippers, and Balloons! Pots of Golden Rainbows, and the red fucking balloons! Doesn't he say the, that would have been amazing if he'd done the whole jingle. Doesn't he say right? the like, why does this taste a... the best, even though they all taste the fucking same? The, but also, like, well, he's bragging about knowing colors right there. But, like, <laughs> secondly, like, why is that your go-to impressive thing? Is that I know all seven types of marshmallows and Lucky Charms. Well, Anyone who's heard that goddamn jingle knows We're that. glad you're like, a stoner now. Calm the fuck down, John Doe. It really does have a very stoner vibe, to be honest. It's, yeah. like, Although, it's like this is all, like, him trying drugs or something. It, and he just, you know. In the same breath, he also says, I've been feeling a little freaked out naked. You, you clearly know you have no basic problems with this, honestly, besides the fact that you're, like, losing your money. Yeah, basically. He does not so, freak out about not knowing things. Yeah. So the the, uh, the cattle futures becomes an issue because now he's lost his money, but oh, up until also, this point... Sorry, also now he can't uh, play chess with Stephen Hawking. Oh, good lord. Does and he now do he that? doesn't remember, like, he can't tell any of the bartenders how to make their drinks, apparently. Well, because doesn't that lady bartender ask? <laughs> the lady asked him, what's in a passion? Someone asked for a passion play or something weird? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. passion teeny. Passion teeny. Oh, is that really what they said? I, I'm pretty oh, sure, yeah. So they asked, what's in a passion teeny? And, and they're like, John? Because obviously, instead of Googling instead it. Instead of asking your do, boss who's a bartender and the owner of the bar. <laughs> Yeah, he's right We're there. Just, hey, how about just fucking doing your job and knowing how to make a goddamn drink? You're fired. Instead? That's the scene. Or ask the customer. Like you're a bartender. If a, if a customer asks for a, a type of drink you don't know, say what's in it. Like, it's like tell it's him the that, customer who wants it. Tell him this is a bar in the River Sticks. We don't make that. The end. Oh, fucking hell, man. Have a so, beer. So she, <laughs> yeah, right. So she asks him. What's in a passion, whatever. First of all, passion fruit should be obvious. That's pretty god. It's like right in the name. But so John's like, uh, you tell him whatever your name is. I would uh, maybe Henry. It seems like a Henry. I don't know. But he's like, you tell him Henry. And uh, <laughs> what's the dude's name? I don't even know. I hope, I'm, I'm gonna check it real quick. If it's Henry, I'm gonna die. You mean it's Henry? It's, uh, hold on, Digger. Probably not. Digger. It's you Digger. mean Henry Digger, right? <laughs> Basically. But, uh, so, we'll call him Henry. So, so, Henry, <laughs> he does! Am I wrong in saying he looks like a Henry? He's, he does. He's, like, graying a little bit, and looks like he used to work on the dock himself, but then he retired and bought a bar. So, anyways, he says, Digger, whatever, or Henry. Henry, so Henry. I, we we're sticking with Henry. Henry. So it's like, Henry, uh, you tell her. Like, he's like, like, he doesn't even take his, he, he, from the get-go, he doesn't just say, like, hey, maybe I should definitely go to the hospital, because now I'm, like, losing my ability to know how things work, but... He just decides to, like, cover it up. Like, no one will notice. Like, because you're this arrogant asshole who literally has an every night show where you, like, get quizzed about stupid pop culture and trivia. No one's going to notice you suddenly don't know anything. Like, come on. So he just tries to cover it up by saying, you tell her, Henry. And he's like, it's passion fruit. And then Henry and, and tequila, definitely knows yeah. something's up. Uh, tequila. And he's like, uh, Henry immediately knows something's up because he's like, you're not usually this humble. So he's like, passion fruit. Uh, where's that grown again? And he's like, uh. And he just doesn't know. And he's like, somewhere hot. And it's just, it's the, the laziest. Like, you can't even come up with a good guess. It's like. This is not even again, a human being. He's again, like Henry's human. not going to know the actual answer because they never know the answer because there's no Google and no phones that can get you the answer. So just be really confident and say Guatemala and then end the fucking conversation. Instead, he just is like, um, 
you know, you can't really pin it down to one place. He's like, I'll take any place. <laughs> He's like, um, hot climate? He's <laughs> like, I'll take Jesus. any guess at this point. Just any Just guess. give me an Pretend answer, Pretend to dumbass. care about something. Like celebrity Jeopardy. He's like, any response will do. <laughs> yeah, right. You could say Turd Ferguson. You could say yeah. it. Honestly. And so he just says, oh, uh, I basically, like, I lost, so Henry's the first person he admits, I lost my memory. So it's like, oops. And he now he takes on, at this point, he also is very, very arrogant still. I mean, he's arrogant the whole episode. He decides, even once he's, like, basically been humbled to his deepest, like, ability there, he decides to still be, a, like, a bit of an asshole about it and say, I'm taking on a don't-know-don't-care attitude. It's like, well, uh, you can't even be likable when you're humbled. When are you even <laughs> going to be a, a likable character? Never, basically. So he, he goes back to his apartment after that, or loft after that, and there's a box oh and a scroll on my favorite scene. This is my favorite scene in the and entire My favorite scene is the, la- so is the later one with the door writing. That's my favorite. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't... When, when he opened the box and screamed. What's the box? the box? What's the box? The box. So he, uh, I laughed so hard. And then they just cut to the kidney on the floor. Yeah. So <laughs> Liver, you mean, the right? Is, or the kidney. Blood. I don't the know. Leaking blood. <laughs> so crazy so like there's a there's a scroll that says like um from your, i did this for you i'm your biggest fan i'm your biggest fan jtr jtr which is so dumb because it would just be jr like it doesn't make sense there's a jtr but we'll get to that later <laughs> she is not your middle name dumbass <laughs> you're just making know, right? it easier for people to know who honestly <laughs> or you should know the oh, whatever i don't even fucking care but yeah myself. and it's like you've got till midnight or whatever which and by I'll the way again. that deadline they're all idiots they don't do anything <laughs> they are it's a specific standard. I time. hate all uh, of them. So, so she's so she so so he is like um. Let me just take this to the cops because he's horrified because obviously and there's a like kidney. He on goes to the cops and he still refuses to tell him that he just doesn't know shit. I, and she and the, the lady cop is like uh, you know, asking him all these basic questions about like how what, can we what, figure this out? Where could this come from? Paper like, stock. You're so good at everything. What kind of paper stock is this? I mean, fuck. Anybody yeah, can even guess smart dad's like, hey, how do you blah 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 blah. John Doe yeah. stuff. And, and I, I write in all caps in my notes, just tell them you don't know shit. It's so easy. There's no why is he, He's it. actually, people are going to get killed if he keeps this up. Yes. Well, I do. But, like, you have, there's actual stakes that matter beyond your personal reputation. It's like, one thing if they didn't know that he has, like, this ability. And they didn't, like, it's one thing if they didn't know he was, like, this weird freak. It's like, if he's trying to hide his secret, it, then it makes more sense. No, but he can't clean by that early on, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so what's, not what's a secret at all. Everyone in like the whole world knows it. Basically, everyone in Seattle knows his deal. They know where to find him. Apparently, it's literally in the paper, and people notice him walking down the street at times. So it's not like he's some you know unknown person. Again, how is he not having sex every night? Yeah, well, that's that's yet to be seen. We didn't watch the other episodes. For all we know, he has. I would hope. But uh, in that so... penis car. <laughs> So they decide. They decide after he's got. First of all, you know, in my notes. He's to be like, honest, we should go to. He's like, we should go to Rika Sharma to hack into the mainframe. Yeah. Well, in my notes at this point, I still had. I mean, I'll be honest. It was kind of boring up at this point before we got to the hacking scene. So I'm just like, I'm still mad about the notes, the uh, the question scene from the beginning. <laughs> like, like it did hell with me this entire episode. Like, I still kept thinking, like, why didn't they ask him all these easy, que- all these easy questions? Like, he should have been stumped because these are questions. That are actually more difficult than what they were asking. The question of like trying to narrow down the sheets of paper, and he he would have been able to do that, I guess. But it still it didn't track at all for him to have those types of questions. Nothing getting tracks. Him without 
without the powers, but, like, like, with the powers, you would also probably... How could you be... How could you narrow down a type of paper that felt it's superhuman? still even just... Because it's a basic idea of just, like, kind of finding where would this paper be sold. Even though, honestly, like, smart dad's like, oh, it seems super old. Where could they get it? What is your, what is your basis? <laughs> it's... I don't think it looks super old. It looked like a regular stock paper. It's like you... <laughs> that was all shit. You created, like, the filter for, like, uh calligraphy or whatever on your Microsoft Word and you just printed it out. And honestly, you could see, I don't know if this was a terrible production value, but when they were they yeah. zoomed in and filtered it, you could see a watermark, so it's yes. not that old. <laughs> I was like, this is very, very clearly not that old. And I'm not some fucking, like, scroll expert. Like, I just know that from, and like, this was, like if something has a watermark, it's probably after, like, the 20s or 30s. And I was, like, the watching this show at 1am drinking wine and I could see it. <laughs> I could see it. You had the Chanto vision. <laughs> oh my god. Was it was, was your drinking the wine like the intense drinking scene later on? Was it similar? I didn't want to get up so I couldn't punch my mirror. mirror. Yeah, exactly. My brother would have gotten so mad if I punched our mirror for no reason. You could just open your smartphone, hit, flip the turnaround camera and just punch that for a second. <laughs> I hate myself. But so so he's so he's now like basically he hasn't admitted to being dumb, but he's sort of um He's like, let other people be smart for a while. Let other people be smart. It's like all this like humbleness. Like you're supposed to believe that's actually like him deciding that and not like, you know, an issue. So But so we've we've got we go to Battlestar Galactica's Rika Sharma being cute hacker girl nerd. She's got glasses, you guys. That's and, how you know she's a hacker girl, because she's got glasses. And they do, I mean, the scene felt like something right out of, everyone Everyone knows that scene from NCIS now, where it's the double, yes. double keyboard scene, but it felt similar to that, where it was just over the top, stupid, dumb, like, oh, like, I'm just gonna, oh, just one second, let me narrow this down. And then she just, like, Doing Yahoo, Yahoo searches. Search. <laughs> she Yahoo searches, and somehow is able to pre, like, to prune the, the results so quickly that it happens in, se- in like, keystrokes. Like, I'm good at Boolean searches. You're gonna have to click a couple times before you really figure this out. And she's like, it's fine, because this, this store has given us access to all the records. I'm like, you have to call them and ask for those. Like, you can't just suddenly have yeah, all the they, records. Can't they have to, they need, like, an online search warrant. Or this is like, 2002. The they do not have, 2002 does not have the same, I mean, obviously Patriot Act applies for some stuff, but I don't think that stores have their... Especially old paper stores have their entire database of records uploaded and easily accessible to the Seattle PD. But so she's just like, let me check in their orders. Like, she goes through their actual orders. And then, like, obviously, um, they're looking for a way to try and decide to narrow down who the people are. And they have the JTR letter. So they're like, they look for, for um, uh, customers who signed JTR, right? Isn't that what they're doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're looking for customers who have the initial, so... the same initials. But it's like, why would even when they get to the, the the list of names, there's three names on there, and and two of them are like JR, like John, whatever. Yeah, and they then don't one have is like JTR. So he's like, that's and the one. And the lady cop is like, how do you know that it's not one of the other two? And he's like, I just know. Well, no, he <laughs> claims he claims it's because that one bought sheets and the other ones uh... bought rolls. But I don't think there's any real way to know that they did. They zoom in. Because I I watched this scene several times to try (laughs) and decipher what she was saying. Because it's hard to even understand him. Because uh, the way he says it, I'll be honest, Dominic Purcell, probably a very sweet guy. And maybe it's the accent work was part of it. He slurs that sentence so poorly. 
I could barely understand what he was saying. So we're talking accent work, are we? Oh, yeah. I mean, we just learned a pretty huge bomb before this podcast. Just literally seconds before we started recording, Latoya uncovered probably the most, the biggest reveal since the the third act of this episode is... Uh, you can have the toilet. <laughs> you, so can, I, you can I, drop the bomb. I go to Dominic Purcell's Wikipedia just because I want to just check some stuff out. Like, And then it's when I read Dominic Purcell, who honestly, his middle name is... You guys just go to the Wikipedia and read his middle name because I'm not going to try to pronounce it. He is an <laughs> English-born Australian actor. To which I said, what the fuck? Because at no point <laughs> in my life have I ever thought... Dominic Purcell is anything other than a gruff American. We said Vin Diesel for a reason. Like, it is a very distinct cadence where it is... I mean, obviously there's some some implied, like, um, ethnicity or something where he's just sort of like, like, wa familia and all that kind of stuff. So maybe, like, he's got, like, some roots in another country. But he's going for... Like biker chic, and usually that means American or something. Like, it's and it's definitely like a, a vibe. He is of Irish and Norwegian descent, which I would have never guessed either. Yeah, no. and so his name, his full name is Dominic Hakon Mertvet Purcell. <laughs> I would imagine it's Mertvet, but it might be Miravet or something like that, which is a very distinctively non-American. It's just, it's, it's, it's fascinating. He because- is a foreign human being. If ever there was one, <laughs> I real, I like, I saw his. Uh, like filmography and everything, he was in Home and Away, aka like the biggest Australian uh, show. Like every person who's from Australia has been on that show. Basically, there's over six thousand episodes of that show. I mean, it may explain why his cadence is so incredibly stoic and deliberate and tenored like that. Because it, I mean, again, it ex- we're saying Vin Diesel; it's a very similar like delivery. It explains but- so much to the point where I'm like, I don't understand how I'd never even considered it before. It makes sense. It's sort of like it's sort of like if 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 you had a wrestler who wasn't good at acting become uh, an actor. Like there, I guess there's probably similar people who are wrestlers who become actors. But to be honest, it it just feels like very. He feels it's very flat. Or it's like it's like any time a, a football player shows up in the league, it, they're usually mm-hmm. pretty decent. But a lot of them are they're good and charismatic. Hey, people. I'm a, I'm football player. <laughs> Yeah, but they're still not as comfortable in the scene as most people are. And it's always, they're good. Especially some people have been really good. Like, I, I think, like, um, oh shit, I can't think of the people who are really good but, on that show. But, like, there have been people who have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, like, for the most part, you're going to still know, like, the way you deliver lines are not the same cadence of an actor. And I'm yeah, not trying to trash he, Dominic Purcell as an actor, but it just but doesn't kinda, seem like he was... At the same time, like, another reason why I would just never assume that he was a foreigner is because... Just compare him to another Australian actor who often tries to play American, but you can still very much tell he's Australian, Julian McMahon. Like, you can always tell that he's hiding an accent. Julian McMahon is Australian? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, Mora. I didn't know that until the second. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Mora? No. He's really not that good at hiding it. Especially later, what the fuck? later seasons of Nip Tuck. He's like... At- just point it's not even trying to hide it i'm speechless i'm he sorry does, guys he even does the portion to rossi anything like anything well, when he says anything yeah, yeah. he does I that know certain she's words for sure. yeah i've always There's, been she, well, yeah. she, I knew she, she doesn't even know what her real accent is anymore it's it's that yeah. that's her accent but julian mcmahon that is mind-blowing right now but 
I, I'm surprised you honestly I'm didn't know that. To be honest, I definitely, I definitely did not but, know that. Yeah, well, Dominic yeah, Purcell, so. is, and it makes sense that we're comparing him to like Tom Welling and Dave Boyanis because he's very much the cadence he has, and just like his whole way he, he his demeanor is basically that all-American tough guy is basically what he's been trying to exude, and that's pretty much what he's made a career of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I have nothing against like that acting style mm-hmm. because it certainly works in the right situation. He was great on Prison Break. Yeah, he was really good. You need to have someone stoic and deliberate and kind of like spacey, and you don't know if it's because they're dumb or they're mm-hmm. they're a genius. Like it's a little bit of both. That yeah, works. There, there's mystery on this episode in Prison Break. The there's no mystery in John Doe, basically. Because well, they're supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> but but what you get is well. like this materialistic prick, where it's like maybe a little mystery would help. He should the be, problem uh, is he should be like a solitude like loner figure and not yeah. this flamboyant one percent. He's trying to be too charismatic. He's trying to be too charismatic, but he's such a like his acting style is m- more one note, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like to be kind of more of a flat, you know. But when you're trying to play somebody who's got more personality, it comes it's off a, yeah, very douchey. And it's yeah, it's strange because. In theory, the personality he exudes from the way he, like, just the way he lives his life, it should be kind of like, uh, again, to compare it to Dave Morales, like Angel, Angel when he lets his hair down, pretty much. Like, it's, his personality mm-hmm. should be like that. But instead, he's trying to have that uh, facade with stoic Angel personality, in a way, and it makes no sense. And Dominic Russell, again, he can do personality, like... He's right now on Flash. He's hamming it up as a as a villain, and it's great. He's so over the top; it's amazing. But yeah, there's nothing here in John Doe. There's nothing from his personality. And I mean, even the Dave Rihanna's track, where I mean, obviously Dave Rihanna's played a different type of character on Angel and Buffy than he did on Bones, for example. Because on Bones, he's basically like a sharpshooting like wise ass, and it's he's yeah. great, but he's a totally different person. And if you put those two people back to back, you'd be like. Is this even the same character? There are definitely, like, times when you get a little bit of that when he, like, we're saying, like, there's a scene where he gets his hair down or he's jealous or something and you get the, the, the smarminess of it. But, like, it felt like they were trying to do too much at once with mm-hmm. with, with what he was trying to give for this. It's like, you can't be a, they think he a should... stalwart, yeah. quiet, he... stoic weirdo mm-hmm. and still be charismatic. Yeah, like he's that. living the life of a snarky hero despite the fact that he's not a snarky hero. Right, yeah. he's like the lone, you know, the lone Avenger or whatever. Yeah, like right. you can't have, you can't be both. You need to have, you know, which and I think you that's can't be why... both unless you're like Fox Mulder. I think that's right. what they're trying for is a Fox Mulder who didn't remember anything. That's well, kind of the vibe. If his apartment it was so weird, yeah. yeah. If his no, apartment was, was like whole... sparsely decorated, maybe I would understand it. But like, no, he's as extravagant as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's why it made no sense to me to have like Henry <laughs> Digger. <laughs> But like have have him have like a a BFF who was also really like stoic and serious mm-hmm. and then but then like he's also st- like you need to have one person be the funny man and one person be like the lone hero mm-hmm. kind of you know in the night yeah you know the shadow because otherwise it's just like it's made it, it w- I was bored to be honest I was yeah. like it's just two dudes who were like probably wouldn't even really be friends mm-hmm. in real life. Because they're like, it just didn't make any sense to me, and I was like, I don't want to see like two dudes just talking. Because to <laughs> me, that's like, that's not anything I'm interested in. Yeah, <laughs> like your problems are not problems. They're just like it annoyed me. 
Because he could easily just, like, retire and just live on the money and do nothing all day. Like, well, he seems to be what to he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it seems like the, the solving crime part is basically just a means to get into uh, Lady Cop's pants. Like, not that he necessarily wants to even bang her, because he's kind of weirdly asexual, but, like, <laughs> there's no other reason for him to even be there, because he doesn't seem motivated to actually catch criminals. It's just sort I was of like, say, he's there like, to be bragging about his abilities. Is he even using his relationship with the police to, to try and figure out what happened to him, or is he- He like, must, I, but probably I, not. Yeah. Not enough, because it's clearly not, like, a main runner of the show, where it's, like- I was like, gonna say. Usually yeah. at the end of every episode, or every so, every so often, you'll have an episode where it's, like, and here's the progress on your case, but- Mm-hmm. That never happened. Maybe they dismissed it this episode, but it certainly didn't feel like it was a, a runner because it wasn't a priority. No one, no one even brings up his his abilities really until the very end. Like his whole like existence, which is like an anomaly, should be the kind of thing that like every so often, you're like, is this because this or is this because that? It's almost like it's it's completely irrelevant, which is is bonkers because that's like a huge deal like that's the whole reason why this show exists is because that's such a crazy thing to happen yeah and no one seems to even care i mean even him being struck by lightning they act like it is the most casual like is this because of the lightning like is it because of the lightning of course it's, he got struck by lightning he almost died and everyone acts like it's like the like the most casual like is this when you tripped last thursday and like sprained your ankle like that's the equivalent of what they're talking about right and it's like, this person should have been, like, hospitalized for a long period he of time. He should be hospitalized. almost died. Why is this show just not take place in, like, a loony bin, honestly? Like, he should be really? institutionalized, and then the cops come asking for help every so every once in a while, so he gets, like, a furlough, and that should be the show. Yeah. I just don't understand how the cops aren't clued into the fact that he lost his ability sooner. Like, it takes him telling them, by the way, I don't know so anything. Because they're so fucking dumb. I know. They, no, I know. They can't like, do any police work without him. It's really frustrating. I was like, you don't, like, you don't, he's standing there looking at the body making um noises and looking um, like he's going to pass out. He's like, ephemeral. And it's really upsetting too, because uh, these are all, I mean, he's the protagonist, protagonist, but they're all kind of like the leads of the show. So when it comes time to actually solve the crime and they have to go to Stella to do it, they act like, oh, man, we're going to do some darn police work. It's like, this is your job. You're supposed to be saving lives. And they just seem so bothered by having to actually yeah. do some work and not have John just, like, basically show up, pencil in all the answers, and then have them basically figure out the, the criminal within seconds. Which, also, I haven't seen other episodes, but it seems like a very uninteresting show if he's able to disclose cases immediately. Because even yeah. on a show like Psych, where you could argue that he's using his abilities, question mark, uh, to, to do some, you know above and beyond hand-holding for the police, he still has to, like, you know, put in time and effort of his own volition. There's still an investigation. Exactly. Like, and he's not, t- he's not He's not just going to know the answer the minute he walks into a, a crime scene. It completely removes the procedural element if he, they have a case. He literally comes up, looks at the body, goes, it was that guy, and then walks away... Like, how... I don't know. I, no, I, I like haven't seen whole... other episodes, but is that what it's like, I guess? Maybe? I don't know. Because that's otherwise, what it seems what's, like. what's the point of his ability? Because they're acting like they're missing all of this, like, type of... This investigative knowledge, but really nothing's much changed. They're detectives, he... and they don't know how to detect. Yeah. And they don't... They don't seem to have any kind of understanding of, like, well, if you're... If you're not solving the case within an instant, why are you, like, here? 
But it's like, if, if every episode he solved in every instant, there wouldn't be an episode. So there must be something there where he's not solving it immediately, or there's some kind of, like, a, a misnomer. So really, his abilities aren't even... They're still hampered. They're still just... He's just, like, excellent detective. Well, it's, it's not like, like he's solving crimes he, immediately. He still has to rely on them to do the actual police work of, like, right. getting just, you know... Warrants. Warrants and, and all yeah. that. Yeah, so he, he has... They're basically hindering him from solving crime quicker i guess speaking of <laughs> victims and solving crime let's talk about the john uh victim's sister who is fucking creepy and i thought she was going to try to kill john doe in the scene she's yeah she's him. really creepy she's very very <laughs> creepy she, she never comes into play she's just creepy. no never it's supposed to be like and she just shows up she's she so starts rambling acting. on about lighters she's like oh lighters bix lighters you're good always, right? you'll do it and my brother like, oh. wasn't like that like yeah he fucking was he was picked up for for soliciting like three or four times before, right? They yeah. say that in the beginning. Yeah, I so guess he, he, he just John. turned thirty, so it was like a weird midlife crisis situation. Which no, that's not an excuse. You're it's not brother an excuse. Was a and honestly, prostitutes to bars. I, and it's honestly like I, I'm not. I, I was that's that's creepy behavior, whatever. But like at the end of the day, like let's stop acting like he was like some absolute like murderer or something. Let's just be like, look, I know my brother was a bit of a sleaze, but I still want to find out who killed him. Instead, she's like, he wasn't like that. It's like, well, yeah, who cares? He, was. he still died, and let's just honor his memory regardless of what he was like before he she died. She implies that maybe the cops wouldn't do anything because he was found in that part of town. But again, clearly the cops are always hanging out in that part of town because it's where their <laughs> favorite bar is. That's where their BFF John goes running through <laughs> lightning storms. Um, That's where so, all the college kids hang out because the world oh is God. the worst. So but he, yeah, she, and then this is the scene where he's like, "I'm not batting a thousand, so I'm worth nothing." Well, no, and it's like, "Oh my God!" That's uh, not when he's talking to her, but I will say, like the final line she says to him, uh, the sister of the victim is, right. "They say you're real smart. That's how you do what you do." I'll be praying that I see you in the paper, and he's like. Okay, I'm gonna go now. Yeah, under- that was understandable. Again, because then Prince isn't dead at this point, so they're, they're finding out yeah. all this information about him and just everything that's happening in the newspaper. And well, in the meantime, though, they have brought in this the older, the sweet little old man who uses the paper he bought for calligraphy, which is the J- the real JTR but, that they saw. On but that Mora, that paper database. was so old, it couldn't be for, used for anything else but to give you know murder <laughs> notes. Like, honestly, nobody's going to buy old paper like that to write murder notes. You're going to buy cheap paper and write murder notes. Especially if you're going to kill that many people. How much could you afford? But so so he so he's just like, okay. Uh, yeah, this is where he gets wrong. indignant. Yeah. And the cops are rightfully, I think, very fair and honestly, are just like, look, you're stressed out. This is not a great situation. Yeah. Take Go a home, break. Go take home. some breaks. Like, relax. Maybe it's not a big deal. And then he, like, has, like, a basic tantrum where he's just like, Oh, my gosh. I'm not that batting was... a thousand, so yeah. I'm not a baseball all-star. I'm what like, a people ba- are dying. What a baseball of player bats three baseball out of ten. All-star. They're considered an all-star. He's so selfish. That's and still like thirty percent, which in crime terms is bad. It's bad. That means people will die, and they do die. And then he goes home and like looks at himself in the mirror <laughs> and punches the mirror. He's, he's and, just so tortured. And then, and then, oh my and then, uh, uh, what's his name? Okay, uh, and then Henry says, "What's the matter? Didn't like the guy staring back at you?" And then, and then John, John says, says, "I wish I knew John who he Dunn was." More- Wait, 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 Then he says, John Dome, more like John Dome! <laughs> when he said that, I, like, literally had to pause it to start laughing. Like, it was I needed to, like, finish, insane. I paused it and finished my wine and then got more wine. 
Yes, and this is when the episode really takes a turn. Which this is, is when it becomes Man Cane, the TV series. My God. Oh, my God. So then it becomes, okay, so first of all, me- several things happen. He realizes the metal was like a lightning rod. And he's like, well, how in the hell can you be a lightning rod when you don't have metal and on And then you? the brand in him. something I haven't yeah. told you. And he happens to have a handy handheld metal detector to pull As out. Because he's a fucking you- entitled prick who just, like, buys shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go buy a, a, a metal detecting wand, and then oh, yeah. he just like he goes like over the over his scar, and it's like, and it's like, oh my god, there's metal there, and he's like, D-, he's like, that must be a nightmare at the airport. Well, like, oh, what is never he doing at the airport? Time for some singers. He's been in Seattle this whole time. Calm down, right. Henry. By the way, again, he doesn't have an identity. How could he go on an airplane after 9/11? No <laughs> down, Henry. John... He doesn't have a passport. John Doe has a passport. No. John Doe has Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like me for me or just my brain power? But also, <laughs> it's just terrible. Well, I, we should say again, like, this episode airs uh, 2002. This is, it was 2003 because right? it was an April air date. So, yeah, it was. Okay, even, whatever. Because oh, yeah, that small still episode a year was like and a November. Half, but a year and a half after 9 11. So, there's no way a guy without a passport's getting on a plane. Or a, so, let alone or a guy new. named John Doe. Yes, exactly. He would be on the no fly list and, like, they'd be like, like Really? Like, who instance. is trying to get on a plane like this? For real. And so, uh, so he's he does that with the thing. He figures out the uh, the medals under his scar, and then um, and then there's there's wait, this is damn terrible. fifteen minutes until midnight. <laughs> yeah, so you got to it before me. My notes do have sorry, in quotation mark. To. Damn, fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so they have a flash of the clock. We have the, the countdown to midnight. We obviously know that because gonna, again, the be cops are doing murder. jack shit. And and so he's just been sitting around like basically like uh, brooding, and then he just looks at the clock, and it's like not even like a a, a, a very classy like you know it's like, uh, it's what a, you call yeah it? it's a regular digital clock. It's a, it's like an analog clock, and you would be like oh okay like at least he's trying to read the time. It's just he reads like eleven forty five, and it, it, literally on the second like it goes right to five. And he's like damn fifteen minutes, and then he like pulls out the phone. <laughs> And he says, just because I don't have this book in my brain doesn't mean I can't flip through it like anyone else on my own. And he proceeds to scan, like, scan through the phone book trying to find the JTR. Like, the the search at the police station wouldn't have also delivered that. I'm very confused about what they're trying to do there. And then Henry is the one who only has a brain, apparently. Solves the fucking crime! <laughs> Henry's my, my type of dude. He should be the star yeah. of the show. And this is, well, Latoya, you saw this coming. I, I was so kind of zoned out by the stupidness. It makes sense now. The, that the cloak like, and the prostitute situation, like, immediate. The, the cloak, the prostitute situation, and the fog. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, on. It didn't, it didn't occur to me until right now, because this is when in my notes, I'm like, Jack the Ripper, this is about Jack the Ripper, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and so, it literally becomes, dun dun dun, Jack the Ripper did it. And they're, they're trying to figure out, like, first of all, Again, we said before, Jack the Ripper, your initials would not be JTR. It would be JR. The T is the, <laughs> the, T is the part silent. of your name. <laughs> but secondly, Jack the Ripper is not the name of a guy. It should be... I, what really should have happened there, it should have been like one of the names of the Why? most suspected... He but brings no, up later on no. in the episode, he brings up the Sir, whatever his name, yeah, the suspected but... Jack the Ripper person. That should be who the initials would be, I'm just so be, upset right? that they still thought that the serial killer would use their actual initials. Oh, for sure. That's crazy. But, like, secondly, though, even if this person who was, who was going by Jack the Ripper, 
was trying to like buy paper, and not that they would do that, they would definitely use a, a, a uh, what do you call it, like a pseudonym for one of Jack the Ripper's suspected, yeah, an whoever, alias. whoever they mm-hmm. thought the actual Jack the Ripper was, which there's been several people who they they think have been the person. So like it just didn't track that like someone would be walking around using Jack the Ripper as a as a name. Like that's not the name. They use a real name well, of someone who was so dumb apparently. So it makes a lot of sense. I guess. And this is when John Doe decides because it's, like, it's 2002. There is still the internet, right? Like I'm not barely thinking there. Was, I okay, mean, so barely. I just I have a, just imagining TV at something. this point. Like w- whenever there was TV, like uh, internet involved, it was always like really crappy internet searches that always were yahoo pretty much you could have just asked jeeves like you could still ask jeeves this was before ask.com was like hey you'll never guess which celebrity has a secret love child oh god so so john doe decides to go to a library question mark or a bookstore (laughs) i don't know what that was by the way i Uh, once they find out it's Jack the Ripper, they see we cut to JTR killing like two more Johns, and it's great. Yeah, two at once, which is yeah. Jack the Ripper. And then now. I was like, wow, but, why is there so much rain in Seattle, Vancouver? And I have so many questions because we'll jump ahead to the scene in a second, but like, uh, we I realize now going back after like five or six scenes later that he never tells the cops it's Jack the Ripper. Yeah, he, he goes straight. He to just the knows that. Library. Tries to research on his own. Doesn't work out. Then eventually okay. tries to sell his car. All this stuff and before this is, he tells them is, vital information about a murder. Okay. <sighs> now that we're at the I, library scene, I just want to talk about how everyone in this universe is the biggest asshole in the entire world. Oh my god, they're unbearably annoying. So they go into the they go into the books. Well, I keep saying bookstore. It's it's a library. Yeah, it's a library. But Which, um, either so way, he steals those books. Stuff. Either way, <laughs> well, he doesn't have an identity, so they can't arrest him. And he's like, "I want to know more, but you have any more books on Jack the Ripper? Since I've already grabbed like eight, eighty of them. Can you imagine? It's like John a dozen Doe, of them. Someone on the way out, like like John Doe's running out, and they're like, and then someone afterwards, like he stole those books. Like, what was the name of the criminal? And they're like John Doe, and they're like, fucking hell. I mean, obviously now he's a famous John Doe, but like, it that's was still gonna so fuck stupid. you up when it comes to like other John Doe's in the system. And, Which is why yeah, he right. should have changed his name. Name and and at least made it something interesting. Uh, whatever. The show could still be so, called John Doe, right? So he goes he goes into the he goes into this the library and he's asking for books on Jack the Ripper. Bro, I don't know how old you are. I don't know how dumb you are now. Everyone over the age of fifteen, everyone over the age of ten knows how to find a book in a library. And like, I don't think you need to go more, and ask. Apparently. Cause yeah, he didn't. He, Cause when he took those books, he hadn't gone into the stack, so I guess he'd already taken them. It's like, dude, just keep looking at the same books you were at. Also, why Seriously. did you were in the right section? Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Why didn't he lose his ability to read? By the way, I have no idea. <laughs> so, so he's, so he's, so he's doing that. Um, he, he, um, he walks into the store. Or not store, the library. My bad. The library um, store. Yeah, and he. Everyone starts asking him questions. Now, do you remember any of the questions? I uh, don't. <laughs> they asked him that stupid golf ball question again. And he's like a thousand. They're like, wait, you said like something something else before. And it's like, who cares? But either way, they're just being completely rude. It felt like a skit for like OK Google. Like you see these commercials now where it's like OK Google, and then you you ask these questions. This felt like a, a funnier die sketch about OK Google. Someone like, calls it was him the answer dude. The answer dude. Well, he walks in. They recognize him as the answer dude from the newspaper, and they start 
they start relentlessly peppering him with these terrible questions about like stupid like how many uh how many indents are there on a golf ball? Who has that question locked and loaded for a guy in a random library? But he's been wondering, I guess. And so he asks like how many how many uh indents are there on a on a golf ball? He's like uh, a thousand. He's like that's not what you said before. So I'm like you already know the answer to this. So why are you even asking the question? And then people are throwing and other stupid he's questions at saying, him. Like, Please don't do this. Like. That's the one time I felt kind of bad for him. There are bigger assholes than him because he's just he doesn't want to do that. Like he's not a and, sideshow freak, honestly. But the problem is, is that obviously that makes sense. Like he would be he would feel affronted by all these like peppered questions by people. He's upset. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense is because in the beginning of the episode we saw him answering these questions with a plum. Like he enjoyed it, absolutely enjoyed it. Was living it up, making money off of it at the same time. So you can't have that person and then the person who is being, you know, hounded with questions. The same person. Obviously, the reason he's being hounded and he doesn't want this anymore is because he doesn't know the answers. But if he knew the answers and he was there being hounded, he probably wouldn't care. He'd just be answering them while he got the information. So it makes him very unlikable and very un un uninteresting because he's just he's basically just a, a again a search engine yeah. nowadays we know this is someone who's just you know you could ask this on your car at a red light like this isn't a very complicated question to ask for him it's supposed to be like this impressive feat which is yeah the thing is if if moving forward into the, into the series with all like two episodes left he was like i putting my foot down i'm not gonna just keep answering people's questions for money or whatever then maybe it'd be a breakthrough, but it's not because he just goes right back to it by the end of the episode anyway. And that's a great yeah. point too: is that if this episode had taken place like second or third, it would have been perfect because then you would this would eliminate all these things about him that are unlikable, like mm-hmm. his 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 arrogance, his his personal gain, all that stuff could be thrown out the window afterwards because he's learned his lesson. I first of all, I don't think he really learned his lesson, but regardless, even if he did, it's coming at episode nineteen, so it's like you're not going to even. What was the point of this? This is yeah. the very end of the yeah. show. He should have lost all his money in, like, you're right, in, like, the third episode. Because then he would have started over, been forced to start over, and maybe would have been like, well, clearly I shouldn't be using my ability for this because... I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so so there's another... This is the other scene where, of course, he runs into his uh, broker at a bar. Cause everyone just runs into everyone in downtown Seattle, but... Uh, he's now broke. He, he finds out he's broke. Uh, rip. Flat, Cal stinking are done. broke. Flat, stinking yeah. broke. Yeah, and so and then also all of his other clients are broke because this guy's a terrible broker. And uh, which again, you shouldn't just tell all of your clients to jump on something. That's like a bad. Be better bad at, at their job. job. Like seriously, yeah, you should just do only a couple people, not everybody. So he's doing that. He can't play the piano. John Doe tries to go over and play the piano. Can't do it. He's <laughs> By terrible the way, at it. He's really not that terrible, honestly. No, Compared to where he's he not was, terrible yeah. even when he doesn't remember. Yeah, because I bet you, I bet you, Dominic Purcell knows how to play piano, and when you know how to play piano, even if you're trying to play like bad piano, you know how to. Ba- you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't unlearn how to play piano. You could at least make it sound good, even when you're trying, supposed to be doing really bad, because he's trying to play it like he doesn't know the notes anymore. But it's still not horrible. It's not like it's someone who literally is talking about marshmallows from Lucky Charms. It's not the equivalent person playing a piano. He still knows what he's doing a little bit. Better than driving the car, too. But that doesn't even make any sense, because if he if he still remembers a little bit how to play the piano, then why wouldn't he remember how to drive the car? Oh, there, the, the car <laughs> thing is maybe the most frustrating part of the episode for me, because... Like that's what doesn't make sense. 
I mean, what will make more sense is that the car runs out of gas or something because he mm-hmm. forgot it needs some weird special gas. Or, I don't right. know, something it's, like that. Or mm-hmm. it's overheats or it's some kind of, it gets broken or something and mm-hmm. he has to fix it and he can't do it so it's worthless now. Those are all things that would make sense because those are like, but how to drive it is like the basic of how to use the car. Like, yeah, God. Oh, and, this is also a smart person to drive a car. And yeah. Also, if you don't know how to drive a car, stop fucking driving a car. He drives it everywhere, even though he can't <laughs> drive it. So we get like eight scenes of him like skipping along the road every like twenty seconds, like jolting to a stop and then starting again. That's what he gets like, for getting that penis car. <laughs> also, he says in the scene to uh, we said his name was Henry, right? Yeah, Henry. <laughs> okay. He says, I don't need your charity. It's like, uh, fuck yeah, you do, you dumbass. Yeah, you do. You're if broke. If he doesn't have his charity, even when he does have the money, which is definitely, like, part of it, mm-hmm. you can tell that Henry's offered him a lot more than just that. He's offered him his bar to play piano and, and scam people out of money. Henry is a good he's friend him, that like, he does not Yeah, deserve. he's offered him, like, breakfast in the morning after he almost died. Like, these are things that are actual charitable offers that you don't need to do. He's just a nice person. And... You're, I don't need your charity. It's like, well, then you you basically don't want my friendship because those are two different... Like, you're a charity case regardless. Even though he has money now, John Doe, the person, has gained money before this episode. Like, even though he has money, fine. He's still definitely a lonely, awkward, sad human being who being friends with is an act of charity, I think, <laughs> to be honest. He seems incredibly unlikable. But then at this point, after he tries to sell the car, the car... We have really... That whole scene was very awkward and tacked on as well. Because he goes to sell the car, and the guy, I guess, was, like, a runner. Maybe he was from another episode. It felt like he recognized him or something. That's a problem with everyone being like, oh, you're John Doe. What's Korean for stupid, basically? It's like, even if they don't know him, they seem like they know him. But this guy seemed to know him because he was talking about his crazy stunt driving. Yeah, so I guess probably in an earlier episode he realizes he can drive cars really well, then he buys his car. So he drives like an asshole, which makes him even more unlikable. And then there's there's several things about the scene that really that really didn't track for me because okay for one this guy's a car uh, antiques car dealer I guess or something like that so he does something about cars and uh, John Doe's trying to sell the car to him so first of all I'm like so he didn't buy this car from this guy even though he's also an antique car dealer so I'm like so where did John Doe get that car <laughs> I have so many questions certainly there's not like a, a plethora of car uh, antique car dealers in like downtown Seattle near a dock in a shady neighborhood so like it, it made no sense that this guy was like oh this car you're gonna sell it I'm like didn't you sell it to him? And I guess not. And then he gets to, like, poke around under the, under the hood. And then he's like, let me go check my book. And the, does that scene ever wrap up? Because I think that scene just ends. He just, I don't... Nope, he just goes through this book. And at this point, I'm writing my notes, who cares? And just get <laughs> struck cares? by just get struck by lightning again. I know, it's gonna happen. We all know it's... We're all waiting for that to happen. We've all seen these episodes. <laughs> so then we figure out that he has not actually told them. Because I assumed, even though we didn't see it, I assumed he at least put in a courtesy call, like, Hey, by the way, guys, I bet you that the Jack the Ripper person is is an M.O. that this, this serial killer is going by. Nope. He doesn't even bother to do that. Because we Henry figured that out. bother to do yeah. it. We figured that out like... once he goes back to the precinct and Smart Dad is like, hey, I think jo- Jack the Ripper's a thing. So they basically wasted an entire day's work coming up to the same information that Henry got <laughs> drunk at 11 p.m. Like it, it felt like a real waste of time. It really, it was, it was a very huge breach of, oh, yeah. of trust of your protagonist to not even help solve a crime when you have vital information. Yeah, it was a waste of the cops. And then it's like they're spinning their wheels. It takes them the entire day to come up with 
the information and they still don't have a lead as to who it is. This is when they realize, too, that Jack Ripper apparently thinks that uh, John is a vigilante. I don't know why they didn't come to that conclusion earlier. Yeah, I don't... It seems very obvious. Then, Well, that's also the scene where the, the terrible 360 camera work is done because... They're in the police station, and I had to watch this a couple times too because it was like amazingly. How dead many times did you watch like scenes, like just rewatch scenes in the? Several before? times. I'm not gonna lie, several times because I also did that later on for another scene with the uh, sign that, that explodes. Um, so, so they do this 360 camera work where it's it's like they 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 zoom around his face, like uh, Smart Dad's face, and they just do like a basic like I mean they're they're attempting a Michael Bay like vibe where they do the you know 360 like shit just got real. But it's so, it's, like, in this terrible, like, rundown little office, and they're the only people really acting. The background extras are not doing a good job, and there's not a lot of depth to the scene, so it's kind of just, like, it felt very, very bad. See, now that you say Michael Bay, actually, like, when he's seeing in color, it reminds me of just a very, very low-budget version of The Island. Yeah, I agree. Like, the focus on that, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And this is all very, you know, high-action, high-intensity. So, so, so yeah. So he he goes so back he, home, and then Lady the Cop amazing, shows up at his house. This is the amazing. How many shots? Well, first, well, first Lady oh Cop gosh. shows Lady Cop shows oh, up right, at his house, right, and he's, right. he finally tell finally tells her about the lightning. And he doesn't even really tell her. She kind of figures it out, and he admits mm. it. Like she basically pushes him to the point where she's like, "Tell me the real problem here," because clearly it's not just that you're not interested in solving crimes. And he's like, "It's because yeah. ever since the lightning, I can't do anything." <laughs> and he's and like, like, "Again, we're not friends. so casual." Like, we're, and she's all like, "After all we've been through," which is the most cliched "we're friends" line in the entire world, by the way. And After also, all we've been, been through? through, they haven't been through shit. He became a rich person in a loft helping her solve crimes after all they've been through. Okay, sure. So then, after the whole, like, why are we friends scene... And like, if we're about to most... fuck, but apparently they don't fuck. No, that she just closes the door. She's got kids at home. She's got to get home. So she's, <laughs> she's... I'm imagining. Probably not, but she gives off that vibe. So then we get the most intense, yes. like, emotional scene oh, I have ever best. seen. This is, like... My favorite scene in I... all of television. <laughs> this is like I, I I'm gonna link to the episode um because I think everyone should watch it. It's incredibly good. You could just fast forward through certain scenes that you're bored with. Nope, you watch every single scenes. second of this television show. I mean that'd be better to be honest. Rewatch scenes. Agree, you should definitely not miss this scene. Um, the earlier scene with the uh with the uh, metal detector, I think it's pretty good. And breaking the mirror the in the first place. Scene. Yeah punching the mirror is great but so this one is crazy because he looks in the broken mirror has never bothered to get rid of a broken mirror he just leaves it in his house now and he walks up to it like staring at his himself over like the shattered remains of the mirror and he's got like a fifth of jack daniels and he's like he asked himself the how question many in the mirror shots <laughs> how many shots in a fifth he downs it and, and then he's that many that many answer. <laughs> and i rewatched like... that scene five times <laughs> But I have so many questions here because, okay, I guess he's trying to do a play on the whole, like, ask John Doe a question and he has an answer. But, like, that's not an answer. That many is not an answer. That's, like, a vague. <laughs> Did he drink the whole bottle, too? Yeah, this like, is my favorite show that's ever to, been on he's, television. He's getting to the point where he's so drunk and then he's like, that many. Like, well, there's, he's already okay. gone. I should put on everything. This is my favorite episode of television of all time. Oh, my God. 
Because up until this point, it's already been insane. So, like, this is like, whoa. When he says, how many shots in a fifth? And he says, that many. It is like... And he, he literally stops, drinks the rest of it, and then says, that many. And it's just, like, crazy. But, so then he but, goes out into yes. the streets. Drunk, well, yes, what makes this better find... is that he drunkenly goes over to everyone's favorite red light district to yell at Jack the Ripper. And it is so foggy. Like, it's been foggy before, but now it's, like, an absolute comical amount of fog. Like, he can't see in front of him. And he yells to to no one, really. You're, as, like, a a prostitute watches on, like, what the hell's going on? He's like, your work doesn't reflect mine. I'm not who you think I am. And he, like, passes out. Crazy. And then, so he gets gets woken up again. Yeah, he goes, and he goes, I don't even remember what happened. I think he, like, falls like just stumbles over drunk but then he gets up i i guess he i guess he lives close enough to the the worst part of town supposedly that he could walk even though he's a billionaire basically so he goes he goes into the bar again i don't even remember how that well, happens no, he, this is what, it's so hazy no at this weird. point he, he just... goes back home and then like on his okay. door is the, the is the oh the note yeah it was oh bl- there is a note you're right blood yeah, yeah, yeah. on his door which says you're pathetic now you're next Sadly, it's not signed. JTR, heart sign. Uh, so I have like, some. I never knew yeah. such a whiny man child. And I have questions then... here now, though. So does he? Does he find out? Okay, go ahead. Uh, you do it then, because I'm confused. I think I must have. I must have okay. been so absolutely baffled by the drinking scene. I they... like couldn't take notes for a minute. <laughs> Essentially, what they skip is a scene where he tells Smart Dad and Lady Cop what happened. Right. He does like it's basically the next night, and he's goes to the bar and like the. The cops are there okay. basically just watching and they it's it's all set up basically. It's a sting operation. Uh, see, I didn't I didn't know that, so I yeah. was very confused. It's not just them like chilling and playing pool cuz like they even point out, he even points out that there are other cops besides just those two that are around. Yeah. And and that makes more sense, but mm-hmm. they still don't do enough here to let you know. For all yeah. we know, they're there cuz they're really concerned about him. She says I'm your friend. I, think, so I thought maybe they were. I think honestly during the, this bar scene uh, the show is trying not to tip its hand that it is them doing a sting, but I think I just felt like, wow, this is so like poorly, um, kind of blocked the whole scene that I'm like, oh, this is a sting, right? It did feel, it felt weird. I didn't have an explanation for I, why they were there, but I was just like, all right, I guess I didn't realize it was a sting until afterwards, I, but I think it, we were it makes more to sense. To assume that his two cop friends are there just because they feel like they should protect him, like, personally, not like right. it, that it's a professional thing. Because for me, this scene is even more hilarious because I didn't yeah. see it coming. Otherwise, and not he because... just seems like an asshole for hanging out at his friend's place after their whole yeah. fight. Oh, for sure. And also, like, even if it did, obviously it was a sting operation, but we'll get to that in a second. But, like, it did also, to me, feel very um, hastily done. Like, it didn't feel like it was it was on purpose. Like, it didn't do a good job of surprising me the way it should surprise me. It felt mm-hmm. more like, wait, what just happened? Like it wasn't actually. Yeah, it was very anticlimactic. Like once it once it wasn't happens. like a rug puller. It was more just like, by the way, this. It, yeah. it does feel like a scene was missing. Even like a ver- even the scene actually better misleading us into thinking. But Mora, not- they needed a scene where he sells his car. <laughs> that was integral to the plot, of course. But like, what happened? There should have been a, a more obvious scene where he like gets mad at both mm. the cops and says like, "I'm not working with you again." So then there was a real attempt at a car at a yeah. puller. Here, I there was none of that. Smart it was just Dad like thinks, like knows that John's mad at him if he is at all. <laughs> and the problem here is also they've also established he doesn't tell them vital information because the Jack the Ripper scene when he tells them or they already figured that out on their own. So it's like I don't 
I don't think he's even really working with the cops the way he should be, for all I know, but apparently mm-hmm. he is. Because later on, he's sitting in this bar, yeah. there's a woman that comes up to him like, oh, darn, my friend just ditched me again. Yeah, and, rude, and he's stuff. like, this is a singles bar. I'm like, fuck you, John Doe. Yeah, that was really rude. And my and initial so he... like, my initial thing is, is this chick Jack the Ripper? That was also Oh, really? See, I had no idea. The show, was, yeah. the show is too cliched for it to not have been. <laughs> right. So then she's like, uh, let's, uh, let's like, I gotta go, but I'm so nervous to walk in my car with all this Jack the Ripper stuff. He's like, I'll walk you. And she's like, I didn't think they like, still made gentlemen anymore. I'm like, yeah, this bitch so is gross. beating you. And also, like, it, you're a woman walking alone in your car with a strange man that looks like Dominic Purcell. That's maybe not a great idea, but all right. She seems absolutely, like, horrified. I mean, honestly, like, I guess I'm not hideous, but if a strange if i was in a strange neighborhood and the guy as hot as dominic Purcell was like hey i'll walk you i would actually kind of feel worried like something bad was going to happen and he says he's friends with the bar owner so that's like a good cop but, out but then i would like, follow that up with saying hey, the Henry. bar owner to yeah to confirm it anyone can exactly say friends that's what with i would do anyone can exactly. say that well everyone is really friends with henry he's a really <laughs> nice guy that's part of henry's it henry's great why are we watching henry ripper <laughs> yeah no, henry, <laughs> henry, versus, Digger, sorry. henry v ripper <laughs> Uh, so he, so he goes out with the girl to walk into her car, and, like, Who they're having a basic she conversation. She immediately tips her hand. Yeah, it's crazy. And so they're having a conversation about, like, what she does and what he does, and he says, so what do you do? And she's like, a little of this, a little of that. And then he's like, oh, that's a little, so he says something really vague, not even that rude, just like, oh, uh. and he's like, Ooh. and then she basically goes like, I oh, hate it when fuck men you for patronize, patronize me. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, was, I, I went was, from zero to nine. Yeah, I think yeah. he was like, oh, Crazy. that's cool or whatever. Like, yeah, he wasn't really rude. I don't think rude. he judged. I if, think he was like, yeah, that's that's cool. And even if she had started out with like, wow, that's a little patronizing, that would have made more sense. I mean, when I say she says like, you're stop yeah. patronizing, she yeah. screams it's at him. It's not like, flirty when she says it. She says it like, I'm going to serial kill you. Yeah. And, and so, he is not clued in to the fact that something's wrong. Well, like, I guess that's the weird part. He technically is. Yeah, but oh. he's not reacting to that. Right. He's terrible yeah. at, at letting you know that he knows. So, right, so he, right. The, 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 the woman then strikes him in the back with a uh, tire iron, I think. Or well, no, because like he, he hears like a scream. He hears yeah, a scream. someone's screaming. And, and she's, she's like, like oh no, my god, it's the go. Ripper. And then he does. And it's like, what? And then he gets knocked down. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Another girl in a cloak walks yeah, up. And then he's like, oh my god, get out of here. He says, there's like, get out. <laughs> there's two. Of- <laughs> He's like, get out of here, and she's like, oh, oh you don't know I want to be here to watch this. Yeah. There's two Fucking. of you. It's scream all over again, but not good. And then this is absolutely they, they, they speechify about says, men underestimating women. She says, "This is what happens when men underestimate women." <laughs> it's like, Jesus. This movie, this episode, honestly becomes like the worst iteration of Scream ever. Yes. yes. For real. And so there's, <laughs> well, so this there's is a such weird like thing, a weird first, feminist speech in this. Yeah, there is. There is. At first, I thought they were twins. Yeah, that, I got like, that and, too. She, and one of them was it like her yeah. sister. But she's her sister, right? Mm-hmm. Are they? They're she sisters, but they're sister. not twins. Oh. They're not. I, I, okay. I, I first thought it was gonna be a twin thing when he said there's two of you, but no, they <laughs> yeah, are nothing alike. That would have been amazing if it had been twins. <laughs> Can you imagine? Honestly, they vaguely look like the the first victim's sister, so I thought she would have something to do with this, but she doesn't. That would have been great, actually. Wow, huh. yeah, but it's not her at all. <laughs> she was completely it, irrelevant. It, it, it was no like reason. the sister like hating the way that her brother treated women. Oh my god, there you you're on to something at least. Yeah. But yeah. that sister so then, came into like she factored into nothing. 
Yeah, and so she she then uh, slashes out at him and happens. Uh, this is what I'm saying with the John Doe and is not having powers of, of you know strength or whatever. He still doesn't get killed immediately by her slashing it, it his just, chest. Which it just doesn't sl- make any sense. Sexily slashes his shirt. <laughs> yeah, it. She doesn't even cut him. Somehow she manages to slice open his shirt, reveal that he has a wire, but not <laughs> which, cut him in any way. When he was revealed to have a wire, I lost my mind. <laughs> Like, like, okay, you know the scene earlier where he realizes his eyes are blue? That was me in the scene. I was like, what is he? At first, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, oh my God, is the production value so low? That's a mic. And I was like, oh no, it's a wire. Because immediately they start talking about, oh, you have a wire on. By the way, I guess we should talk about the motivation real quick. Uh, So Mm -hmm. the one who was in the cloak, she is a prostitute. right. And I guess her sister. Yeah. I'm guessing she the sister isn't a prostitute. So I don't I'm, just, no, I'm kind of mad at her for just being like a terrible sister who won't intervene. Also, unless yeah. well, either she intervenes a little bit or or, or no, nothing this, or everything. This was, <laughs> like, this was her attempt at intervening. She went all the way to Jack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, like if this had been better written, it would have actually been pretty interesting because mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know women killing pe- men the way that Jack the Ripper killed women, and it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, such a late reveal that it almost makes no sense to the rest of the episode. And I'm sorry, like, you don't even get this whole feminist motivation until literally four seconds before it's revealed. And it's, right? Yeah, and it's so she says that her sister was like beaten up by a John, so like they by wanted John. revenge. But like. Yeah. I would, I would have expected maybe the prostitute sister to be the one that we see with the John in the beginning, but it's not because I'm pretty sure we see that prostitute like as a witness uh, for when they're trying, the cops are trying to get information for the prostitutes, but it's nothing. And I think that might be a different actress too. So it's not even like the same person from the beginning who goes on a date with the John to the bar. It's it's literally it's 100% irrelevant to the rest yeah. of the episode. They are random women who are like, hey, we're Jack the Ripper. The other thing that I thought was weird was, like, the sister that was the prostitute looked messed up. Like, not just because she got beat up, but, like, her hair was, like, dirty. Yeah. And, like, I felt like I she had meth too. teeth or something. Yeah, she's like, the first the prostitute. prostitute they showed that looked like garbage. Yeah, the rest yeah. of the prostitutes like, did Why wouldn't you bad. just get your sister out of that? Like, Yeah, at this point, like, you're just a bad sister, honestly. Yeah. It's like, you can still well, be a prostitute, so you can help me kill people. It's like, uh... Yeah. Like, and they just made her look like she was had been using drugs and stuff for you know years. Yeah, it's, it's awkward because then, well, and then after after he's sliced up by her, she, one of them goes running. The, I think the original girl he starts to try and date goes running. He he punches or pushes the other girl down or something. He her down, and yeah. I was crazy, and because she's been beat up before, it's not a great message to be honest. There's, like it's pretty dark. This show is not a great message. <laughs> no, and so he goes running. And try and, like, runs up... Oh, she goes up a fire escape ladder? Like, what's the plan there, lady? Like, you're gonna end up on the top of a building alone with, jo- with John Doe. I'm gonna bet on John Doe! Like, I don't understand. So what is so he she, planning on doing, honestly? I don't know. I mean, you could basically just let her get up to the top of the building and then tell the cops, just wait until she comes back down. She'll die otherwise because it's a, it's the only exit of the building, I imagine. If there's a fire escape to the to the roof, right? Uh, this is I mean, my favorite show. <laughs> so, so he goes running after her, up the ladder. <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world because he basically like nudges. I mean, 
it's the equivalent of like if someone like accidentally it's a tight space in a, in a, a grocery store uh you know we going down an aisle and you like casually kind of have to like oh sorry excuse me and you have to like smoosh your way around someone it is that equivalent of hitting a sign he hits the sign like the craziest graze of all time it explodes into sparks and like it, it, i mean he shoots out sparks as if it was like like it was basically just, I don't know. Like, Maura, honestly, baffling. I, Maura Carly, I honestly want you to watch the episode of Smallville, like, right after this podcast recording. Is because it the same exact thing? It's, like, the same exact thing, but done <sighs> well. Like, right. Like, because, also, in that case, Clark's powers go to someone else, too. So, he also has, like, the, I guess, the quote-unquote benefit, at least for storytelling, of seeing how his powers can be abused by someone. But John Doe does right. nothing but abuse his powers constantly. So why should we even care? Especially when he's being electrocuted by a sign for Sacred Heart Mission, which made me laugh oh hysterically. <laughs> what, is this was amazing. what is this neighborhood? Wait, but... Someone! I... Oh, no, but wait. Didn't she? Didn't the reason that he f- felt... Uh, he fell against the sign because didn't she like step on his hand? Or something? <laughs> I don't like, think so. What I don't weedy. think she did. Maybe I she. she did. I thought she stepped on his. She. She I tried like to. She he tried to kick to her him. And she stomped. Yeah. She stomped on his hand with her her their high heeled shoe, and he went ah, and then swung into the sign, <laughs> and that's how we got electrocuted. I, well, I mean, that might have happened. That might have happened. But the 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 way the sign goes up, as if I mean, literally, like. Uh, gasoline in a match like it is insane it's like the so, fourth of july it, 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 it's as if it was just basically someone lit a sparkler and then boom it exploded it was not the kind of sign like first of all who is in charge of that sign someone fucked up <laughs> like that sign was very very the electrical work you done like, he barely you could you could basically like run into a sign at times and it wouldn't do that like you have to really like you have to, to have a really body like wired. Dominic Purcell's, obviously. <laughs> but it, it shoots out sparks immediately. He is electrocuted again. I don't know how that works, because honestly, if anything, it should have been him, like, hitting a wire or something, like an actual live wire. That would have made more sense. This is just, this is like, a what sign. happens on Smallville to, like, replicate the, okay. the lightning. That makes like, sense. They, they, it was like, they're at a power plant, basically. But instead, this, he hits a sign, it sparks insane. But how is that electrocuting him? Because electrocuting part should just... It, it should catch him on fire, what if you, anything. What are you doing questioning the genius of the John Doe writers? All <laughs> five sorry, of them I'm for this so episode sorry. of television. <laughs> but so... So he, he falls, he goes, uh, he goes up on Sparks. Eventually, we don't even see her get caught, but we do find out later like, later on that they caught She was fucking, both. like, all, going onto a roof. Where was she going? Yeah, there's no point to it. And so, surprise, he knew all along this had all been a plan. Uh, then yeah. we get the piano is... bar scene where well, he knows everything again. Well, not yet, because first okay. we have to, like, reconvene with the cops where fucking smart dad pisses me off to no end with his two dumb things that he says. First of all, he says to John, how'd you figure female? I'm like, fucking use your brain. Like, uh, why is this so you're... baffling? They're doing Jack the Ripper and they're people. going after the Johns instead of the prostitutes. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Honestly. And the second thing he says is the worst thing in the entire world. Not bad for an average doe. I didn't hear that. That's amazing. I missed that. Oh, no. He says not bad for an average doe, and I threw (laughs) my empty cup at my couch. Oh, my God. And then 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 everything's back to normal. Yeah, he's back to being a douche. 
And <laughs> literally, he's learned nothing. He's gone back to the actual piano. He does apologize to, to Lady Cop, though. Oh, yeah. Very, very humbly. It's sure. the worst apology ever. And then he come, and then someone comes up, and he's like, "I don't know the color of your shirt." Yeah, it was Smart Dad again. He's like asking all these questions, like, "What's the color of my shirt?" And he doesn't get it, so I don't know. Uh, but see, again, that's that's like not impressive. Everyone would be like, "Oh, he doesn't know every answer," because like, and also he he got electrocuted after he'd seen him that day. He should remember yes, the exactly. color of the shirt. Should, this is just him being an, a, a prick who doesn't pay attention to the people around him. Oh man. I, it, it, this was maybe, I mean, like, there has definitely been episodes that are more offensive or more uh, poorly shot or whatever, but this is, like, this was one of the most insane things we've watched for this by Every, every <laughs> single beat was just wrong dumb and crazy. It, it and was wrong. wrong. It was, that's the only <sighs> way I can describe how this show is, basically. And, you know, <sighs> because... Like I said, Fox one season shows from like 2002 to like 2006 is jam. yeah they're my jam. I I'm I, I'm a wealth of knowledge about them. So whenever mm. I mention a lot of shows like this or even Reunion, you know a lot of people too at the same oh, time man. they have that nostalgia because everyone was really watching Fox at the time because the OC was right. the biggest thing in the world, mm-hmm. and it's like well no these were high concept and the Jerry Bruckheimer sheen I guess that Fox was going with also means that they weren't that good because this, it was all about style yeah it wasn't really about substance this had a gr- great premise which was bogged down by them doing everything and like we said just wrong right. it's not it's not good and it's kind of upsetting too and you're not you're yeah you're not rooting for him yeah. at all you're rem- so it's like yeah, yeah. You remember it, it huge... being good because of like that's kind of a brilliant premise too and there's a huge vacuum being left because the x-files is just about wrapped i think at this point yeah and you could basically use any single one of their their premises as an entire show in fact later on vince gilligan takes one of the episodes of of x-files about uh lo and behold uh brian cranston's character and makes that Breaking Bad. It becomes a different, like, scenario and there's more to it. But, like, you could easily mine scenarios like this for actual content. Instead, they're just going for stylized and not even bothering to just, you know, follow through on even a second of the content. Because this is such a huge setup. It's such a huge event-type television yeah. thing. And they well, don't even... Conspiracy. And they don't even bring it up and in the, an entire episode. And the thing is, uh, so... Uh, on the Wikipedia, so I guess the showrunner answered how the show would have like ended and revealed the oh answer. Oh my god! Because it was a cliffhanger. It was a cliffhanger Jesus. ending. And like, so the conspiracy is with this thing basically called the Phoenix Organization. That's like what John Doe comes back to to explain the thing about him that why he is the way he is. So I'm gonna read this, and you guys are gonna please die do. because you can oh, see please. how poorly, like, just poorly executed this whole show is. So, um, section is who is John Doe? Due to the series cancellation, the final episode ended with an unresolved cliffhanger, revealing that Digger, you know, Henry, John's close friend, was in fact the true leader of the Phoenix organization. No! Oh, it gets better. That's horrible. In an Not ep- Henry! What an awful twist. In an interview with what a en- terrible twist! In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, series creators Brandon Camp and Mike Thompson, who really haven't done much work after the show, by the way, for good reason, yeah, revealed what would not have happened and John Doe's true identity. And here's the quote from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Make that someone who looked like John's friend 
The villain unmasked in the what? finale was actually just a Phoenix member with some fancy facial reconstruction. Turns out the Phoenix believed Doe was the Messiah and its members were actually protecting Doe from a second group which wanted him dead. The truth? Doe was injured in a boating accident. That mark on his chest? A scar left by a piece of shrapnel from the explosion. His uber brain? A byproduct of transcending his body during a near-death experience, traveling to a spiritual plane where all the universe's questions are answered. (laughs) So they could have asked him the meaning of life, basically. Because he would have known. Oh my god! Yeah. This show is garbage! (laughs) This show is my favorite thing that we've ever watched. Wow! I am staggered by that. That I feel like that's almost worse than what happened with Lost. It is. It has to be. It is. Oh my god. So they basically excused away all of his symptoms. The 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 scar is junk. The scar is nothing. Wow! The scar means absolutely nothing. It's wow. literally just a piece of metal from the boat that's like still in his body. If he if he would go to a fucking what MD, fuck? he would realize that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what garbage? I'm so furious that Henry. What you betrayed but, us? But Henry. it wasn't Henry. It was facial it reconstruction. Wasn't. It was Mission Impossible wait, Two, basically. But wait, so wait, does that mean the real Henry would have still been alive, or it was just like somebody that tried to it's, make himself look? It's like It's just Henry. somebody who like made himself look like Henry, I guess, for a specific thing. So Henry's still alive. Uh, yeah, Henry's okay. good. All right, so it's not okay. real Henry. Henry is great. <laughs> That's not the Henry we know. His name's not um, Henry, but he's great. Other than that. Other than that, he's great. So, uh, do we have uh, any other wrap-up notes? That seems like a good place to I really to need to re- like, rewatch this whole show, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, it's well, so bad, but how is this not the most fun thing in the world? Oh, Carly, do you have any other thoughts that we didn't go over? I mean, oh my god. I don't know. The only thing that made me, like, almost a little bit like I, I i don't know the whole end scene with lady cop where they tried to do this whole like they had a oh, moment well, your eyes are yeah, blue. Uh, uh. and she's like yeah it was wrong <laughs> i was like he has shown absolutely no interest in her throughout the entire episode romantically and then at the end they try to do this whole moment where they like right ha- they pause and they're like oh okay well back to work i guess but it was just they so- have no like sexual tension at all and I think no, one of you guys, no. I think one of you guys, maybe you, Latoya, you mentioned like network notes before. That felt like such a network note where it was like, oh, by the way, we should probably throw some romance in there because the girls are not going to want to watch this or something stupid like that. Just make her a capable woman. Like, that was the thing I, yeah. Like, okay. So they make the whole show. I mean, I'm basing this off of only seeing one episode, obviously, but they didn't flesh out any of the supporting characters. The entire sh- episode was about him and his struggle. It revolved around him and his problems, losing his powers, Which were boring. You know, <laughs> whining. Yeah, no one cares. So it's like, then you want to care about these other characters, but you have absolutely no information about them other than their cops that he works with. And they're so, incompetent cops, as it is. Right. So if they had fleshed out, I mean, I would have loved to have seen her character more fleshed out, have her be more of a partner to him, working with him. As opposed to just being left in the dark the entire time and they only bring her in when they need somebody from the police, you know, I don't know. It just made me upset because they didn't present her as a capable woman in her field. She was basically just there as 
just to say lines. It literally felt like she was there to have somebody just to talk for him to talk to. It was someone with boobs, basically, because there's I, nobody else on the show who feels that equivalent. Honestly, that I saw, who are hookers? Like, obviously, uh, Lady Cop and Smart Dad are good actors, but I feel like they were just poorly cast in this show for those yeah. characters. Yeah, they were. Well, it, I mean, honestly, I felt like it was an insult to those actors, mm-hmm. like. They were given nothing to work yeah. with. And they were not. Was, and then it was like, literally the whole episode, and it seems like the entire show, is just about John Doe and his problems, which is not going to make him a likable character. Like, you're not going to root for him because it, it seems like a very selfish show. Yeah. And it was. So. It definitely ended that way, too, because he learns nothing. He goes back to getting more tips. So I'm sure he'll be buying that car back in a, in a month. Although he lost all the money, yeah, to I'm sure. Dad. All he do is just talk to the stock guy again, and be like, "Do this, this, and this, money back." Because by the time he has, like, it was like uh, invest his tips that he'll make a bunch because everyone's so fucking dumb. And apparently, right. they have no regulars, so so new people all the time are like, "Hey, I'm gonna just give you my money." So then, it, then I'm wondering. There's two more episodes after this. Where do they go from here? Like, it seems like there's no character development. Clearly, no, they, they had, go they to had, like sh- Messiah territory. The show's <laughs> almost the show's almost over. Like, he's apparently learned nothing up until this point. Yeah. Other than the fact so that he knows strange. everything, and then it's like, you know, I mean, clearly they end with a, on a cliffhanger that makes no sense. So, but it just seems like there was no character growth. There was no arc really mm-hmm. he didn't seem all that concerned about looking into what where he came from and how he got to know you know there was no journey so it's like we're not rooting for him we don't care about what happens to this guy i don't know i mean aside from the like hilarious moments i just had a lot of problems with the fact that it was so mm-hmm. like it's me 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 my problems where you know and they yeah. weren't even compelling if they had been compelling problems no. it would have made no. more sense but it... it's completely uninterested because even yeah. like we always mention we kept bringing up angel angel definitely has problems that are boring and stupid because no one really gives a shit because oh you've had a no you had a soul for a million years and you just can't handle it whatever but like at least there's some compellingness to when you find out more about it you're like oh it's because he's killed people and he feels the weight he's, of it he, and he was a really like horrible a person and he feels bad about that exactly and and there's there's ways i'm sure they could have fleshed out john john doe out a little more maybe but they never bothered to and it's like why why could you care to invest time in a show they can't bother to invest time in its own characters. It's just, right. it seems like a complete waste of everybody's time. <laughs> Which it was. But, I, well, hopefully not a waste of your time, because I was certainly delighted by oh it. everyone to watch this. Scenes. It was such great. So, it's yeah. on YouTube. I'll link to the whole episode so you can just watch it. At least watch those scenes. Definitely watch all of it if you have a chance. It's so worth it. And it was, I'll, and the gift to that one scene. If you, know, if you want a little amuse-bouche of, of what it looks like, check out that gift. If you like that, you'll love the episode. <laughs> but uh, uh, we can get on the plugs, though, if, if, if everybody else is finished. So what's up with you, Latoya? Well, of course, I want to plug every episode of the series. Obviously. I mean, there's an episode titled John Deux. Uh, you know, oh, French for two, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> this show yeah. sucks. Can I read the description for that episode? Yeah, please. Uh, that's episode five, and it says, Another man is found uh, in the Puget Sound. John visits him in the hospital, and the man seems to recognize him before John is thrown out. The man then disappears, and John looks for him. A rogue doctor has illegally harvested the man's organs. And Frank, who the fuck is Frank? <laughs> saves John before the same can happen to him. Also, another man who seems Frank to know Henry? something of John's past is killed. <laughs> Wait, Frank is... 
Oh, smart dad. Why doesn't it say smart dad on Wikipedia? I don't know. It should now. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter at Lafergs. You can find my writing on the AV Club and just you know wherever I say I'm writing. Awesome. And what's up with you, Carly? Um, can I also just point out that there's another episode called Do Re Mi? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's the, the third show is treasure. It's Come like, around wait, on it. It's like it's Do the third Re episode. Colon, like it's regarding, <laughs> right. regarding. Right. Oh my god. Me. Oh my god. Yeah, it's Do regarding me, <laughs> which I feel like encapsulates show. exactly what the show is about. They should have just named, renamed the show that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh um, my god. <laughs> um, okay, so that's all, that, I, that's all I John D O A. That's an episode Jeez, title. Stop it. Stop it. God. Alright, well, besides those amazing ap- uh, episode titles, what else is there? Wait, Doe or Die? Doe There's or another die. one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it knew save what it was. Save as dot 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 John Doe. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, in that episode, missing artificial intelligence research may have a direct connection oh, to Doe's past. Oh my god. Uh, well, <laughs> please, please check this show out. But in the meantime, what else is up with you, Carly? Oh gosh, okay. So I'm on Twitter as Equivocarly. Um, I also write for Hello Giggles, so you can find me on there. Um, that's pretty much it. Also just around the internet talking about TV and and, and John Doe the series so, and John Doe now espousing <laughs> the, the importance of the messiah that is John Doe and coming up with amazing alternate John Doe titles Please. I feel like we could just we could just invent an entire alternate show with just with titles oh, I don't know if John anything can beat Doe Ray Me though I don't know that's pretty amazing Doe a deer yeah John Doe a deer oh, John no. Doe comma a deer and it's about his grandmom coming to town <laughs> This is art. Oh, man. It really is. All right. Well, that's awesome. And as always, I am at Mara E on Twitter. Uh, next week's Hanging with Mr. Cooper will be Guardians of the Galaxy. So, woo, we're getting relevant to new stuff. Uh, so check that out if you haven't already. And then uh, eight, next week's episode of this show will be, speaking of, uh, Angel, Season 5, Episode 6, The Cautionary Tale of Numero Cinco. Yeah, so it is. stay tuned. It's the La Leche Room. What is it? Is it what it is, I think? Lucha. The wrestling? The, yes, Lucha, Lucha Libre. La Lucha. Yeah. Yes, so that's... <laughs> I don't know what you tried to say at first. La Leche is La Leche? Are you talking... Milk? The milk. I think so. Yes. But so... <laughs> the Cafe Tone Leche episode of Angel. But so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoy. You can email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com. Uh, rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. It's awesome. We need to know more about what you think, unlike John Doe. And then, uh, in the meantime, thanks for wandering into the Televoid, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.